Welcome to Thursday Night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show on this beautiful, beautiful summer day. It is absolutely gorgeous out right now. I'm all kicked back. I have a glass of blueberry Moscato, and I have my shoes off, and the sun's shining in all nice and warm, and ready to settle in with you guys and share some poetry. We have some things to go over first before we get started, so let's get into that. The number to call in if you'd like to read tonight is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you'd like to call in and read. I do want to let area code 406 know that you are not in the lineup just in case you want to jump in. And if not, know that I see you there and hugs and kisses to you. Appreciate you being here. All right. We have some things coming up in the next couple months. Um, I'm going to be gone on a trip for a couple of of weeks, Um, not in a row, but for a couple of weeks. And so Christopher Ryan will be hosting for those shows, and you all know and love Christopher. I know you'll be excited to make him feel welcome on the show and hang out with him. And the other weeks, I'm going to, week or weeks, depending on one or two, we are going to be doing a workshop. So I've got workshops on here, and I've played them. I don't want to have to play them again. So those of you who are wanting to do some workshops, get with me. And we've been real, I mean, it's been really fun and hard (laughs) trying to coordinate schedules and things like that and to to get these recorded. But knowing these workshops, I can pre-record them with you. you. We can set up a time and say, hey, hey, give me a call right now. And I can set up a private show just like we're doing right now. I can bring you on with me. I can do a short interview with you. And you can talk about what you do, who you are, and what you're going to talk about for the evening. And then I can mute my mic off and just hang out and let you roll, rock and roll, go on with your your workshop. Your workshop can be on anything that you want it to be on. It can be on a poetry form, an era of poetry. You can talk about a specific poem. You can do the actual mechanics and walk us through writing a type of poem, whatever it is you want to do. You don't have to be a professional workshop provider. You just have to have fun and want to share some time and hang out. It'll be cool. So I can help you pre-record these. You can pre-record these on your computer. And if it's not a full three hours, it doesn't matter because I can piece a bunch of you guys together. Okay? I really need your help with this. So do this, you guys. I know you want to. You guys have been bugging me about it. Nobody has gotten on my schedule. I feel so sad now. Gosh. All by myself. I'm sitting here. Oh, well, I will be if I keep singing. All by myself. Okay, so anyway, yeah, workshops. Um, They can be anywhere from a half hour, three hours long. You can pre-record them on your computer and send them to me. We could do them uh, pre-recorded on a conference call, or we could do them live. I don't know how we would do it live if I'm not here. So we can't do it live during those, but you can set them up live if you want to set up a live, and we can do that for you too. All right. If you want to put one of these together, probably the easiest way to get a hold of me would be on Facebook. If you are not on my Facebook uh, account, my name is Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A, Nyla Alicia. Let me know what you want to put together, and 
uh, we can get that set up, okay? The next thing I want to do, very, 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 very important, I want to thank our sponsors. It's really important that we take time to thank those of you who reached into your pockets and helped us cover a portion of our 2022 broadcasting license. We've been doing this for, this is our 15th year on the air, and uh, these last couple of years you guys have stepped up and helped contribute towards that, and we literally could not do this anymore. I could not afford to do this on my own. So, you know, it, it, liter- it literally is a group effort, and we would not be here if it were not for these people's help. So. For those of you who have sponsored in the past, for, thank you so much, the ones that this year, the ones who are going to help next year. Thank you, guys. All right, so our 2022 broadcasting license sponsors, contributors are Karen Deftrider DeWitt. You guys should shoot her over a message, by the way, and send her some hellos. All right, she's been a little bit sick and could use some cheering up, I know. So Karen Deftrider DeWitt, Melvin Douglas Johnson, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Douglas Curry, George Wiley, Vicki Aqua, Debbie Kelly, Annie Tillery Waldo, Timothy Melton, Kevin Kraft, Alana Morris, Ronald P. Bremner, Jade Mist, Todd Carter, Paula Sweet, Lori Sweet Lady Pink Pink Lady, Lori Binder, Glenn Combs, and Trina Pierce. And I also want to thank those of you who made the anonymous donations in the memories of John Music Mancase the Appalachian poet Philip Kent Church, Ray Neighbors, Glenn Still, Charles C.B. Banks, Cherry Rose, King's Cadence, and Rick Smith II. Thank you, guys. We appreciate you so, so, so much. And again, like I said, we could not do this without you. All right, next. It is time to get your notebooks out. It's time to get your ink pens out. It's time to get your pencils, your journals, whatever it is you're going to write on. Okay, because it is time. Do you guys know? Do you know? Do you know? Bam! Inspiration from the inkwell. Dun, dun, dun. That's as dramatic as I can get. All right, so we're going to see your, your mini workshop portion of the show, so have your pens and pencils ready. I'm going to run through this, and if I happen to run, to, uh, run through it too quickly... Don't worry about that. You can come back and listen to the archived show, and we can. Uh, you can write down whatever you want. Then just stop and start it at your leisure. So yeah, if you don't, if I get you lost, like I just got myself lost. If you get yourself lost during the show or during this information part, just come back and listen to the archives, and you can find it. Okay, now. I skipped over some stuff, but I've got a lot to go over with the workshop, so I think I'm going to get to that other stuff in just a minute. So, well, actually, this kind of feeds into it. So before I give you your your poetry prompts, I I do want to do this. I want to thank all of you who have been keeping up with your uh, haiku a day. And I have to give special kudos and and, um, just thank Eric Shelman, man. He absolutely blew up my post with tons and tons and tons of haikus. And the ones he wrote about the speakeasy, of course, are my favorite. (laughs) And Dave Kuhn just blows my mind with his consistency. If I could give that man a great big wet kiss, I would, and and just tell him I'm proud of him, that it absolutely thrills me to see those haikus every single day. Just makes, makes every word I've spoken in the last 15 years worth it. All right, so thank you guys. Keep writing those haikus. Keep posting them. 
And then we're going to be talking about this in a little bit, but I want to touch on it because it's important. I'm really excited about the positive response to the Blackout Poetry Summer Challenge that I put up. And I would like to give a great big cheer to Annie Tillery Waldo for being the first to post their Blackout poem on my page. And remember that there are prizes that are going to be given away. And so far, Annie is winning. You know why? Because she is the only one who's posted hers on my page. So hang tight and listen up because we'll be going over more about this in just a little bit. All right? So, again, get out your pencils papers. We're going to run through this real quick. I'm going to start with your poetry prompts. We, uh, we are putting on hold the journal exercise or that, that we were doing. I'm not going to go back to doing those right now or yet. Um, I'm going to be doing all of your, um, all three of your things you're going to be working on are going to be using these prompts. I figured, you know, let's just make it easier. I'll get to that in a minute. Anyway, so your poetry prompts. We'll be using these in all three of our weekly activities as prompts as writing for the writing exercises and our journal assignments. You know, and like I said, keeping it light and easy, breezy for summer, making it, you know, fun to sit down and play with these instead of putting ourselves in a bunch of different directions. I think this will be better. Now, as I go through these, remember poetry prompts are like seeds planted. They are meant to grow into poems. They can be the title of the poem. They can be a line in your poem, or it can be the general concept of your poem. Whatever else to do with them, I don't care. That's up to you. So let's get started. I want you to number your paper 1 through 15. Yes, 115 instead of 12. I added three more prompts to make up for the light summer inspiration overload workload stuff. Okay, so easy breezy, remember, but I'm adding three prompts just to, just to keep you on your toes through this part, through this portion of the summer. Okay, uh, here we go. Prompt number one, memory box. Memory box. Number two, it all started with that paper coffee cup. It all started with that paper coffee cup. Three, where the scariest creatures live. Where the scariest creatures live. Four, dizzy lights. Dizzy lights. Five, in plain sight. Or invisible Invisible. Invisible in plain sight. All right. Number six. It was on the last day of the fair. It was on the last day of the fair. Number seven. It's not just the city that never sleeps. It's not just the city that never sleeps. Number eight. I think he was a member of the Elks Lodge. That's a weird one, huh? I think he was a member of the Elks Lodge. Number nine, fierce little cat. Fierce little cat. I thought of that one while I was watching the kittens. Number ten, (laughs) the same words over and over. The same words over and over. Number 11, kite with no string. Kite with no string. 12, like a scene from...
from an old black and white movie. Like a scene from an old black and white movie. Number 13, faded blue ribbon. Faded blue ribbon. Number 14, started taking the long way home. Started taking the long way home. And number 15, where no one ever goes. Where no one ever goes. All right, so those are your prompts for this week. Remember, you can write one poem to each prompt. You can mix and match them and use line 15 and 9, 3, jump back down and get 11 and use all of those in one poem. Or if you want to get real froggy, you can use all the lines in one poem. And there's 15, so there's a challenge for you. Step out of your comfort zone, push yourself, you know, be a little bit of a bitch, make you stand on your toes, challenge yourself, do that. All 15 prompts worked into one poem. All right. Next, this is what you're going to do before you sit down to write your poems. And it's called the Pick Apart a Prompt Writing Exercise. If you do something 27 times, it becomes a habit. What you're training yourself to do with this is to, when you first, when you hear an idea that inspires you, something that grabs a hold of you, we all have muscle memory, knee-jerk reactions to things, everything, including our brain. Our brain has muscle memory, too. So we automatically, when we hear something that inspires us, we automatically start flashing to those things that have been programmed most into our computer. It's like doing a Google search. All right, the things that we've plugged in the most are the things we're going to get brought back instantly. But what happens when you go to page 7 or 8 or 9, right? So it's to teach you to look past the obvious and look deeper into something to find a way to write to that prompt that is uniquely you, the poem that nobody else is writing because it's your page 9. All right, so... To do this, I want you to take the first prompt and I want you to write it down on the top of the page. Then, instead of writing a poem to it yet, notice I said yet, <laughs> I want you to write at least six diff- at least six different ideas of poems you could write to that prompt. So take a look at that one prompt and see how you can turn it backwards and shake it upside down and, you know, flip it around in a bag and and all the different things you can turn that prompt into, what it could stand for, what it could be the voice of, the shadow of, you know, how many different meanings it could have, how many different directions you could take it. Write down at least six completely different poems you could write to that one prompt. Then go to number two number three, number four, all the way down the line until you have at least six different ideas for poems you could write to each prompt for all 12 prompts. Fifteen, right? Fifteen. See, it's that muscle memory, right? Obvious, right there, boom. Proof, muscle memory. So 15 prompts, not 12 prompts this week. All right, so write down at least six different ideas. And I guarantee you, you will not make it through this exercise without something grabbing a hold of you, and you're going to be off and writing. Because, sure, the, the inspiration for something that's a knee-jerk reaction is it's hard and fast, and boom, we're off and running, and we think that the, that's our muse grabbing us by the ear. No. No. It's just your, your, uh, 
your basic your 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 basic ideas. Nobody wants basic ideas. Okay, so anyway, something's going to happen when you reach down beyond that and find that five or six, the idea for that down there. And it's not one of those that's going to grab a hold of you and go off and running. It's one of them that's going to grab a hold of you and pull you down and grip you. It's not going to be fast. It's going to be slow, and it's going to burn, and it's going to be fierce. Those are the poems you want to look for. I promise you, if you do this exercise, that is going to happen. And you'll never stop doing this again. And it'll be not just for these prompts, but everything that inspires you. 27 times, something becomes a habit. So instead of going to that knee-jerk reaction, you're going to retrain your brain to look at everything that inspires you like a kaleidoscope. Instantly. It's magic, people. Okay. So your extra credit journal assignment is your prompted free write storytelling exercise thing. Now remember, journal assignments, those are yoga pants times with your, your journal. Those aren't things that are meant to be, you know, for popular consumption. They're not meant to post all over Facebook. They're just meant to get your brain and your muse and your pen all on the same page at the same time. All right. So in your journal, I want you to write a story using all or as, at least as many of this week's prompts as you can. I don't want you to overthink it. I just want you to pick it up and go. And it's really fun. I like to do these when I start, when I do these. Okay, this is my method. You, know, you can find your own, of course. But I'll, I'll take them and I'll take the first line and I'll start my story there. And I'll just start writing knowing what the second one is until I can fit that one in. And then I just keep going down. So I have all 15 prompts in order on the page. And when you do that, it is crazy fun because you never know how your brain is going to have to twist things around to get it to the next prompt to fit in to where there's some assembly of, a, of, of sense and order to it, which there won't be. But at least you'll try. You'll try. Your brain just works that way, right? <laughs> or you can just start writing a story and grab them off the page as you see them. It'll probably be a lot shorter story <laughs> than the way I do it. All right, but figure out how you want to work that on your own and uh, see all the fun twists you can do and the crazy way your story develops when you do this. And regardless of how you approach this, the most important thing is that you just do it. Free rights are so important, all right? Do it for the fun of it, for the unstructured, meaning non-poetic freedom of it. Do it because you need to, because you, because it feeds your muse and because, well, then she feeds you, right? Do it because all the cool kids are doing it. But mostly because doing this will like 1,000% help you become a better writer. But really the other mostly was more mostly it's just do it because it's really fun and will not take anything away from the uh, the other mostly important which is because I asked you to, and, and I did say please, but the I'm trying to figure out how to keep this going. <laughs> but the most, most, mostly important most was 
and still is, do it because it's fun. Okay, so I mentioned at the beginning of the program about the Blackout Summer Poetry Project. And this is really fun because it's easy. It's something you can do sitting anywhere. Um, You can just play with it. It, It's free and easy, just like summer, right? And we'll be doing these all summer long. And there will be prizes given out. All right, so for those of you who are hearing about this for the first time, Backup Poetry is created when you take a found document, like a newspaper page or a book, a magazine page, and you cross out the majority of the text, leaving visible only the words that comprise the poem. And in doing so, create a whole new piece of writing unrecognizable to the original. So in Blackout Poetry, you take a marker and cross out the words you don't want to use, leaving only the ones you do, meaning, obviously, they have to stay in the order that they appear on the page, which is a lot trickier and more fun, unless you figure out a way to work it into the image you draw. What? Draw what image? (laughs) So to add an even more amazing and fun element, how you black out those non-use words or leave visible the words you are using is entirely up to you, making the page open as open to... uh, being visually creative as it is to be po- being poetically creative. So simply put, recap, blackout poetry. There's no set rules. Do it however you want to do it. These are some helpful directions. Scan the page for meaningful words. Circle lightly in pencil or write down on the, all the phrases and stuff that you like. Look for additional words and phrases you need to add or eliminate to finish the text and then blackout all the words you do not need in order to create or illustrate to finish your poem. That was more uh, more confusing than the first part. I was actually reading that. <laughs> it didn't make sense to me. It wasn't in my language. All right, and remember, there will be a prize drawing at the end of the summer for those of you who are participate. Participation includes, and all it, all you have to do is create a blackout poem and post it on my Facebook page. Like I said. Annie right now is the winner. She is the only one that has posted hers for me. So get those posts up there. In doing so, you'll be eligible for a prize. And you don't understand. You will soon, though. Won't they, Noreen? Won't they, Michael? Understand how cool the prizes are for participating in this stuff. They're going to find out. So you want to do this. All right. Every poem you post on my page, or you can send it to me. If you don't want to post them on my page, you don't want them public, just send it to me in Messenger. That's fine. You'll still be entered. All right? So either put it, post it on my page or send it to me in Messenger. But every time you do this, your name gets put in again. So the more you do, the more chances you have to win. Like I said, congratulations, Annie, because <coughs> you're the only one that's posted so far. Just saying. Remember, as food for our creative souls and as our writer's discipline, we have been focusing on reading, reading, reading. If you're not reading more than you are writing, you are doing it backwards. You have to have input in order to have output. Say it with me, guys. Feed your brains. You are what you eat, and that applies to your brain as well. Every day, I want you to go out, and this is your writer's discipline part, and probably one of the most, most, mostly most, most important things you do ever. This is, like, really mostly important, too. <laughs> Everything is. Every day I want you to go out and write a haiku poem. Go out in your life, look around, and find your 17 syllables. There are things sitting there screaming at us, whispering at us, waving flags at us, 
tap dancing, swimming across our coffee, doing synchronized swimming, trying to get our attention, right? But we, we it's that 27 times, that habit. Boss man has you going point A, point B, point A, point B, that we forget. So stop it. You do this for 27 days, it'll totally change you as a writer and as a person. It'll make you a happier person, I swear to God. All the gods. I don't care which one. Every single one of them. Okay? Go out every single day and find your 17 syllables and write them down when, you, when they get you. Don't wait till later because you won't write it down. You'll forget or it won't be exactly the same. Carry a paper and a pencil with you at all times and write it down or write it on the sleeve of your shirt. I don't care. Call and leave it as a voicemail with someone I'm totally confused and that will be fun. If it isn't or it isn't 17 syllables, doesn't matter. You can go back and fix it later. The important thing is just get it done. All right. Haiku poem, three lines, five, seven, five syllable count per line, and go. Starting today. Look around you today. I want one by the end of the night. I know. I'm so bossy. I'm sorry. I'm hangry is what it is. <laughs> All right. Now. That's it, you guys. That's it for this week's edition of Inspiration from the Inkwell, our mini workshop. If you missed anything, remember, you can come back after the show is over and re-listen to the beginning of the archived podcast. We are going to play an audio track. We always start and end every episode with the track played by one of you. So if you'd like to have your track played on the air, you can email those. Message them to me on Facebook or email them to me to the T-H-E, the speakeasy cafe at gmail.com. Send me the link to it on YouTube, and I can pull it off of there, whatever it is. Get those to me, and we will play them for the world. Now, this is really kind of cool because I got an email this week from Mike Todd, and he has two poets who he recorded pieces from, and so I'm going to play one of those. So this is Mike Todd, and he's reading a poem called Woman Looking at a Vase of Flowers, and it was written by Wallace Stevens. So here we go. Woman Looking at a Vase of Flowers by Wallace Stevens. It was as if thunder took form upon the piano that time, the time when the crude and jealous grandeurs of sun and sky scattered themselves in the garden like the wind dissolving into birds the clouds becoming braided girls. It was like the sea poured out again in east wind beating the shutters at night. Who, little owl within her, how high blue became particular in the leaf and bud and how the red flicked into pieces, points of air became, how the central essential red escaped its large abstraction, became first summer, then a lesser time, than the sides of peaches of dusky pears. Hooped, how the inhuman colors fell into place beside her, where she was, like human conciliations, more like a profounder reconciling, an act, an affirmation free from doubt. The crude and jealous formlessness became the form and the fragrance of things without clairvoyance close to her. All right, that was Michael Todd with looking 
at a vase of flowers. Woman looking at a vase of flowers by Wallace Stevens. He did a great job on that. I know that. I know that he would be amazed at you sharing that like that. Okay. All right. So now, totally forgot where I was. <laughs> if you are on hold tonight, you guys, this is what you can expect. First of all, if you would like to call in, the number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you'd like to call in and read. All right, we do take callers in the order that you call in. Like, I don't know how this happened, but I'm absolutely excited because he's always so busy. But uh, 702 is our first caller tonight. Yay, right? So, 702, you'll be our first caller. Listen for your telephone area code, all right? And it will. Uh, I'll let you know when when you're. It'll let you know when you're coming on. When I bring you on the air, please introduce yourself. It's really important to make sure that everybody knows who's re- who is reading and that your name is attached to your work. You are publishing your poem verbally right now. We have 15 years worth of back shows to prove that. So make sure your name is attached to your work, okay? Then you can do, right now you can do two poems, two normal poems. If things get too busy and you have to, I have to stop for a minute, Lily, hi. It's good to see you here. Okay, so anyway. All right, so <laughs> you can read two poems. If it gets too busy on the lines and I have to cut that back to just one poem, then we can I'll let you know when that happens. If that happens on your turn, I'm really sorry. Um, hopefully we'll be able to keep going it too. So keep the poems right around the five-minute mark. Be courteous to the people who are waiting in line behind you. But, yeah, you can do two right now. When you're done reading, give out your URL. It's real important that people know how to find you and get to know you better and get to know your work better and all that good stuff. All right, so make sure you give out your URL. Remember that we have a mature rating. That means I have no clue who's on the other end of these lines. Well, sometimes I don't. (laughs) You guys have me pretty well trained. But that means I don't know who I'm unmuting. And they could say just about anything, and you could hear just about anything, and that'll probably happen, with the exception of hardcore erotica adult porn poems. No bumping body parts. No tab A into slot B. Don't get too graphic. We have a mature rating, not an adult rating. All right? You guys know where that line is, so don't push the envelope. Don't get me in trouble on our ratings. All right, other than that, you guys are good to go. I am going to give the first three callers so you kind of have an idea of where you are coming up. First, we have, as I said, area code 702, followed by 731, followed by 832. All right? And then we have... 406, I see you down there. And we also have 540. 540, you are not in the lineup. If you do want to come on and read tonight, press 1. If you're here just hanging out and checking out the show and listening, I'm glad you're here. If you change your mind at any time, press 1, and that's 540. If you change your mind at any time and you do want me to unmute you, then just press 1, and that will alert me that it's okay to unmute your mic. And same thing for you, 406. All right. So let's go ahead and get started. Let's go ahead and bring on 702, Mr. Word Machinist. Hello. Hey, Nyla, what's going on? You caught me a little off guard here. You know, I'm never, I'm never first. I know, right? I don't know how that happened tonight, but boom, there you are. 
I was thinking Mike Michael would be on and I could finish my pot pie and, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> practice a little bit. But I, I'm, I'm ready to go. Um, now, um, so I, I saved this special poem for you for the show. And unlike most of my poems that, I mean, I've been on fire lately as far as uh, being prolific, just writing every day, um, what we've talked about several a day sometimes. <clears throat> and um, but this and usually I, I scratch those out in, you know, typical word machine style, about 10 minutes or less. Um, when the words are flowing, you just write them down. But this particular poem I've been working on for a while. It had to be just right. It's, 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 it's a longer piece, and we'll decide. You, you can help me decide if uh, you want me to do another one after that. I got a short one ready too. But um, <clears throat> and I had some issues with this one because, as you know, Nyla, your buddy Jimmy Ray Davis here. I'm working the intro, and you told us we have to do uh, the word machinist. Uh, never compromises. If I feel it, I write it, and I read it. Uh, but at the same time, my goal is never to offend anyone, right? Mm-hmm. And um, as I was writing this, uh, and it came into – because the initial story was different than what it morphed into. It was It's the same, but it had an added uh, – an added uh, layer to it. And I knew in my head that this might – offend a few people. And uh, this particular poem is a story, as I usually write. And it takes place in the era, not specific time, but in the era of slavery. And it was going to be a story um, with that as a backdrop, and then it became a love story. And more specifically, it became an interracial love story. And when I thought about it, when it got into my head, and I thought about exactly who I might offend and how far we should have come after all this time, my own response to that was, fuck them. Because if anybody has that kind of backwards thinking, I've got no use for them, and they can uh, just tune out. So, uh, now this is just for you and just for the show. World premiere, by the way. <clears throat> not not even one practice run, so we're going to do it anyway. <laughs> okay. This is this is called Uncaged, the Ballad of Jimmy Freeman. Jimmy Freeman was a free man who never worked a day out in the fields. He walked straight as an arrow, mindful of all he could not yield. With his worn-out jeans, old gray hat, and a good time on his mind, he'd roll the dice, take a chance on any game he'd find. He was free as a million birds, but his love would be forever caged. Rockwood was a slave town, an evil den of thugs with iron fists. Mika was a broken soul, never knowing what it was to feel bliss. Condemned to a life he didn't choose, a blister in the sun. Beaten to an inch of life the day he tried to run. He was looking for the only key to finally break from his rusty cage. Rebecca was the master's wife, pale like an angel made of snow. A blonde, tall beauty with a smile that lit up everyone who felt its glow. 
The master was a bad man who cheated and who lied. She hated what he had become, the evil deep inside. The beauty resided within her, but her heart felt forever caged. Some boys had set fire to a house down at the end of Hawthorne Street. Those poor folks burned alive while the all-white fire department dragged their feet. The preacher intoned harshly as he gazed up at the sky. Dear Lord, why, oh, why did this family have to die? He was shaking both his fists, trying to somehow break this empty cage. Jimmy knew he had to go and save Mika from that master devil's lair. He stopped in town at the barber shop to get a nice trimming of his hair. He asked how far was it up to the Jacobs farm. The barber said, now listen, boy, you're risking grievous harm. Jimmy thanked him, flipped the coin, and set out to break his brother's cage. Rebecca caught the eye of the handsome man stepping on the street. She flashed her smile, and Jimmy caught its warmth and felt its mighty heat. For love at first sight here in this forbidden town would cause a churn of heads to turn and be looked on with a frown. Rebecca turned and hurried on, mindful of her place and of her cage. Mika was down in the hole, punishment for not working fast enough. The master had beaten him so badly that his back was laced with deep cuts. Up top, the dinner bell clanged out for all the slaves to wait, but there would be no lukewarm porridge upon Mika's plate. He closed his eyes and settled in for a cold, hard night inside his cage. Jimmy and Rebecca met behind the abandoned church in Rockwood. They kissed, and though they risked death, it felt so righteous and so good. They made a plan, a crazy scheme, to meet at Mika's lair. Late that night, despite the stench of bloodshed in the air, Jimmy kissed her one last time, promising escape from their cage. The master looked out at the field, sensing something coming in the night. He rounded up his hired henchmen, ready enough to kill dead on sight. Jimmy leveled his shotgun, brought the master to his knees. The henchmen all ran away despite the master's pleas. Rebecca shot him in the head, then produced the key to Mika's cage. Running hard towards the woods, the trio tried escaping in the dark. A shot rang out like a thunderbolt, piercing through Mika's tender heart. Jimmy and Rebecca ran towards the Stockton steel rails. The bloodhounds were closing in, picking up the lover's trail. Jimmy pulled her into a boxcar, ready to defy the hangman's cage. Up north, they found a little place with a picket fence and wild, rambling rows. Despite hard times, they made a life and ran a little store down by the grove. They drank a toast to Mika on the eve of the new year, then kissed to celebrate with wedding bells for all to hear. Thankful for eternity, that they were finally free, turning the page, truly, and finally, uncaged, and poem. It was a beautiful story. I don't think I don't think there's any apologies needed for that. That was a beautiful story. Oh, I wasn't apologizing. Well, you know what I mean. You know, disclaimer. That was, I think. No, no, it was a, it was a preamble, and there are people that have um, my point was, and I don't even think I really need to say anything because we don't seem to have that crowd here. I have to speak easy, um, but there are people that have very backwards ways of thinking, and mm-hmm. I mean, you can pity them, you can, um, you know, you can think anything you want, but there's just no place for it, and um, uh, and that's why I didn't. There was no hesitation in writing or presenting the poem, but 
I just thought I would throw that out there in case we got one or two of them squiggled in. <laughs> I don't think there's a lot of You know, you never know. We're good. <laughs> That's right. But, What's um, the next one you want to read so for you, me? So you take, oh, um, it is, um, oh, let's see. You know what? That one actually went a little faster than I thought. Let me do, um, so, uh, I'll just do this little short one. I'll, I'll save my John Prime poem for another night. Um, so this is called, this is every now and then your your favorite dark poet, which is not completely apt label, but I've, I've worn the mantle, and I, for good reason. Um, every now and then, I, even I get a little whimsical, and we like to have fun with the words and just do something that's kind of silly. Um, and I thought this was, when I first wrote this, I thought that it was just kind of like a fun piece of fluff that I was kind of taking a break from the serious stuff. But as I read it back to myself, um, I realized that it maybe was a little more than that when you, you, when you think about it behind the surface. <clears throat> so this is called, this is specifically for you, Nyla, this is called Butt of the Joke. Torso gave a hand to hip for getting a leg up. Head lent an ear to face who gave nose a job. You see, he had to get it off his chest, so he shaved. Mouth had a slip of the lip. Tongue was tied to throat, but not deeply, though they often did work together. Head thunked, heart burned, and feet got beat. Backside carried the weight of the shoulders on his world before realizing that he was the butt of the joke. He didn't find it funny. And Paul. <laughs> I love it inside out and backwards, the whole thing. That was great. Well, it's fun to do, you know, it's fun to use personification because we can have so much fun with it. And, Ultimately, I was using, I wanted to incorporate as many um, slang phrases that we use all the time. You know, head thunk, heartburn, uh, slip of the lip, tongue tied, nose job, uh, getting the leg up, uh, butt of the joke. And uh, I, had, I had a lot more, but this was just one that felt, um, I kind of felt right to end it there. And um, while it will never be considered a serious piece, uh, it was fun. It's important to write those. I mean, and I love hearing you say that because I think that too many of us, and you guys have heard me say this before, but I, I think that too many of us get caught up in what we think we're supposed to be. That Absolutely. We're so busy pushing our muse out the door in the direction we think we should be going that we're not paying attention to the fact that it's trying to pull us out the window. And sometimes you just have to be quiet and listen and trust, and go. And when you have fun and do silly things that are out of your norm or do serious things that are out of your norm or whatever it is, that is really a good thing. I thought it was awesome. Thank you, Jimmy. Welcome. It truly is, and you're absolutely right. Another thing that I don't think you reiterated tonight, you usually do, I 100% agree with you, and we don't always see eye to eye. But in this particular instance, we do. And that is, you guys, listen to Nyla. She's right. There is no such thing as writer's block. Stop using it as a crutch. Stop using it as an excuse because I did it for seven years. I did it for seven years. 
I didn't come here. I didn't write anything, anything, not even a failed attempt at something. I but I was a bitch and wouldn't leave him alone. <laughs> but, well, there was that, but I was convinced. See, that's how powerful this myth of writer's block is, is I was convinced that I had this block and that if it was going to unblock, it would just magically happen and I would know that. And it took a worldwide pandemic to kind of shake my foundations a little bit and realize, wait a minute, this is me. I mean, this is me. We have a muse. We have, the muse might be on vacation, but we can still write. We can still pick up that pen and put it down on paper. And as you said, write anything. You can scribble on that paper. You can write almost unintelligible words. You can just write words. You can write down the prompts and not even do anything with them. But guess what? You're writing. And then from there, you're going to go and you're going to go. And I started slow when I came back. I mean, you remember I was doing maybe one or two a month. And then it just, went, it just took a matter of time. And now I'm just, I haven't written, I honestly haven't been this prolific since the early MySpace days. So, and I, big thanks to you for that, Nyla, for never letting me alone because it might have taken seven years, but it didn't take 17. <laughs> so, this is true. We carry on. Well, so before I go, when are you, uh, when are you going to be out of, uh, out of the house? You said uh, a couple of weeks. I'm going to be I'm going to be gone the end of September. I'm going out on a three week. I'll only be gone two Thursdays, but I'm going out on a three week uh, dig all by myself up in the high desert for fossils and paleontology and coyote chasing and things like that. So I will be gone end of September for that. And maybe one day in August, I'm not sure. Okay. But Christopher's uh, going to be good. hosting. Just so I know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, I just wanted to know which weeks, but I didn't have to call in. Oh, jeez. Um, that's not reason not to call <laughs> I knew in. I knew, I knew I'd get you with that. No, listen, um, if I, honestly, if I could not, I'd be rock-handed with you. And, um but as it is, um, I can I cannot work calls, and um, but I did want to pitch in real quick. Are we still uh, on for our Halloween show? Yes. I mean, if we if we get it worked out, okay. Yes. I'm gonna get it rolling now. We got a lot of poets waiting. You got the long-winded guy out of the way. Everybody's all. <laughs> uh, Jimmy Ray Davis Facebook is where I'm posting right now. Hit me up. If you're not a friend, I'm a friend to all poets. And I'll help you, and I'll advise, and I'll, and I'll give you advice, and I'll let you help me and give me advice, and we'll just have a good old time. We'll have what they used to call Nyla an all-night reel. Uh, and over on Reverb Nation, forward slash Word Machinist, all of my recordings. Hopefully, there will be more added soon. Uh, have a great show, Nyla. Thank you as always. I love you, and we'll see you next week. <laughs> thank you, Jimmy. Great job tonight, honey. You got it. Good night. Good night. All right, our next caller. Dun, dun, dun. 731, Mr. Michael, you are on the air. Hi, this is Michael Todd calling from West Tennessee, or as my friends call me, Open Mike. Just kidding. <laughs> you said that on I the like show. it. No, no. It's, I'm just, hey, look on your uh, messenger. I sent you a, a, uh, a URL of the poet that I'm going to feature, and I would like for you to put that in the chat room please thank you you're so kind so there's this uh there's this um zoom outfit on facebook called spofest and my buddy
Patricia Jopek has been there. So I went to to watch her like on the Hollywood Squares thing and read her poetry, and it was pretty cool. So I hit something that makes every time it comes back up, there it is again, which is cool because it's a lot of poets that I don't know. And uh, this week, all the poets were from the state of Ohio, and uh, by the sounds of their voices, they're probably all from very northern Ohio. Uh, and it's one particular one that really caught my attention, and her name is Johnny McIntyre. And the one thing about the Spofest people, God bless them, they don't really give you a great, here's who you're listening to and seeing. So it took me a while to find Johnny McIntyre on the Internet because her name is spelled J-O-N-I-E-M-C-I-N-T-I-R-E. So the first John McIntyre found was he was a trail master for wagon trains, and uh, that wasn't the right one. Uh, anyway, did locate her. I sent her a message, asked her if I could read one of her poems, if I could share it with some of my friends, and uh, I would make sure to give her all the credit. And she was very cordial and said that that would be just fine. So www.joniemcintire.net. That's Johnny McIntyre. And I'm I'm going to try to read one of her poems, and I'm going to tell you something. Her meter is different, okay? You know that I am so locked into certain stuff. So trying to read this poem, I finally had to analyze it and get a highlighter and go from the back to the front. And every pause, pick it that way. So hopefully I'll hit it. It's really quite fascinating. You'll understand it. Okay, Johnny McIntyre's poem is called Floorboards. I walk my feet flat down the stairs, the feel of each grain on my skin. The boards creak, breathing, tickling light at my arches. I know this wood, warm and solid, where the boards shift, where the slightest touch groans as my toes lick the familiar path through the front room. In peace. Wow. Wow. Wow, wow, yeah. You know, you find just absolute gems. I I know nobody else who has done more I don't think I've met anyone who's done more reading of other people or shared or promoted or brought our attention to people we would absolutely overlook otherwise or not ever run into, not overlook, but not ever, you know, come in contact with. I respect you so much for doing that, just like the track you sent me in at the beginning of Miss Heather's piece. No, that was, uh, Heather's was the other one. Not, is it Heather? Yes. Oh, I'm so confused. Yeah, Heather was the other one. I did not play but the wall is his poem. Anyway, Johnny's got a lot of chap books, a whole list of them. She sells a lot. Matter of fact, she sells out and has to reprint them. 
don't hear that very often. No, that's me. By the way, by the way, she's mm-hmm. a poet laureate. She's a poet laureate of Lucas County, Ohio, and I'm pretty sure that's Toledo. So there. I'm pretty sure that's okay. Toledo too. Y'all check her out. She's a blast. I'm, I'm just getting started. I'll probably worry her to death. But, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for the rift. There'll be one. I don't know if I'll be able to riff her or not. I'm, I might be a little too intimidated to cross that bridge. <clears throat> anyway, can I do one more? Yes, sir. Uh, according to Facebook today, this was nine years ago. So I pulled it up and I decided to edit it and put it in the uh, archives from 2013. This one is called Broken Lantern. He came to the village just passing through, a stranger, called himself Gregor, representing no apparent danger. He spent some time days before at Duncan's behead, but he opted to move on, took a liking to here instead. No one could have expected he was lurking as an arranger. Just off the coast of Scotland, no flag flew on the boat. Those aboard waiting impatiently anchored while afloat. This band of professionally trained marauders with skill, each dedicated to rob and pillage and, if need be, kill newly forged knives at their sides destined for a throat. His third night, Gregor approached the lighthouse to wait. He was welcomed by Caddock, who took him in, took the bait. With his back turned, the old lighthouse keeper overtaken by a blow to the head, though still conscious he was shaken. Gregor tied him to a chair, gloating as he spoke his fate. Your village of 200, no sufficient militia to stand against my 20 men who'll come ashore. You're outmanned. At the stroke of 12, they will look here to see two lanterns glow in the window as one alerts. That won't do. One says flee. Two says come ashore, even as well planned. Caddock bowed his head in sadness. His lighthouse keeper, he had failed the village. It was him they trusted to always see danger in their midst, of which there was now on the prowl, looking at his captor, holding his lantern, casting a scowl. I know you have another. Now quickly, point it out to me. Caddock cast a smile as if he was resigning to his fate. He surmised to this capture that there was no good reason to wait. Look for it on the shelf, top of stairs in the upper room. You'll find my second lantern. A light that will usher doom. The villain turned and walked away to fulfill destiny's date. Gregor discovered the lantern on the shelf, as Caddock had said. He shook with anticipation at the blood on his hands to be shed. He raised the globe, but fire would not take as he lit the wick. He shook it to see if it was full. It was. Could this be a trick? Where he longed to see ample glow of white, all he saw was red. He frantically turned the lamp over in effort to shake it more. Hands now covered with fluid, it slipped free, fell to the floor. The globe shattered and scattered across the grade on impact. Still, the countenance of the villain remained firmly intact. Looking to a wall, saw a mirror would afford double to a door. As the vulture stood in wait on the boat, glow across the mist, Gregor waving a lantern in one hand, mirror against the other wrist. 
Had fog not rolled in, Gregor would have had a perfect plan, but all who witnessed swore they saw a single glow in the span. They turned from the shore, grateful for the day he came to enlist. Even as the fog was low, Gregor watched the departing silhouette. Then he saw blood on his arm. How bad could this night get? Lightheaded, he managed to stagger back down the narrow stairs. Going up in his haste, he'd managed to bound them in pairs. His last move to make, he would confront Caddick and settle a debt. He gathered Gregor's plan failed by the dour look on his face. When he saw the flash of blade, he gripped the chair to brace. I guess I should have warned you about the lighthouse ghost. If Caddick was going out, he was going out smiling with a boast. But what he said appealed to Gregor, his failing due to grace. Caddick sensed his assailant waver, said, You can kill me here, but if you cut me loose, you my word. You've not to fear. I'll make a solemn oath that never speak out of your attention. The word of a lighthouse keeper is sacred without apprehension. If the ghost lets you live this long, its purpose is made clear. Gregor cut the rope and sat across the room in another chair. He tossed his knife to the floor. Caddick chose to leave it there. He saw Gregor's cut was long, but apparently not too deep. He dressed it well. In the process, the assailant went to sleep. Careful to call out both names, Caddick spoke an open prayer. A week later, at dawn's light, Gregor departed and went on his way. One grateful glance back at Caddick, neither had a word to say. Caddick ambled his way to the upper room to sweep scattered pieces of debris. The floor was dry where the glass lay shattered. He decided the lantern had done its due and seen its last day. Caddick had faced this decision once before but could not permit his first lighthouse lantern to be cast aside, though it had quit. He had cleaned and polished, installed a new wick for show. He replaced the oil with water. There would never be another glow. Well, not to the naked eye, but it would shine on his spirit. Village life went on as if nothing happened because it had not. There was no day of infamy to be remembered or even forgot. The ship had never landed on its shore and was never seen again. There were no names on the manifest of a pirate ship. It never went. Gregor never saw or heard from again, merely a passing thought. Caddock took the night of impending disaster along to his grave. It would have served as great fodder for those Scots who crave Disasters and murders and done us wrong tales of peril and woes. There was nothing to write and sing about. That's how it goes. If you can't trust a lighthouse keeper, who can you trust in the land of the brave? In poem. That was epic. I didn't want it to end. Thanks. Oh, yeah. I thought I lost you. Wait, what? Wait. <laughs> I absolutely loved it. Seriously, I was like, my brain was okay. I didn't want it to end. There needs to be more. That's all there is. It's really cool because my my son and his new wife finally got to go on their honeymoon after being married for a year. COVID got in the way of everything. They went to the East Coast and. They went on a. Uh, they they got in a lighthouse, in the Atlantic Ocean. So that was part of their trip. 
Oh, that's very I cool. I said, I have a poem about a lighthouse. Of course, you know, it's just all like a thousand things can come up, and I'll say, I have a story poem about that. <laughs> I do. <laughs> anyway. I love all right. It. Well, you know, what time, you know what time it is now? I know what time you're going to say it is. I'm going to say it's time for me to step aside and make room for more real poets like Jimmy Ray. He already went, so. I know. I know. Next time he comes on, make him do his new poem that he wrote about John Prine. Oh, I know, right? My kids loved his poem about John Prine. I I raised him on John Prine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, website, how to find, never mind me, I don't exist, Johnny McIntyre, net. And if you have that in the chat room, you'll be my best friend. I did put it in the chat room. I put both of the links in the chat room. That's sweet. That's That's her book that's out right now. We'll all have that soon. Thanks for your time and this time until next time. So long. All right, Michael. Thank you, sweetheart. Appreciate you. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code. I'm going to give the first next three callers. We have 832, just, you know, 832-219-903. All right, let's go ahead and grab 832. 832, you're on the air. <laughs> hey, man, how you doing? I'm doing yeah, awesome, honey. How are you? Oh, I'm, I'm really feeling cool, man. I've, uh, just a, kind of a, a tease because I spoke with the uh, my, my partner in crime with whom I uh, just finished off a, a, a collab, and we are going to uh, be doing a premiere with that uh, on the next week's uh, show. Oh, really? Yeah. Do oh, I know yeah. who this person is? Oh, yeah. Or is this a surprise? Is this a surprise? Oh, well, no. It's a, it's, well, let's put it this way. I doubt that you would, would hook us together in terms of uh, writing together. But in, but in terms of how we, we think and how we orchestrate our our imagery, there's no doubt that we could sit down probably all night and just slap the hell out of everybody else in the room. Oh, man. <laughs> I hope oh, God yeah. I don't get hit by a bus and this we, week. And, 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 we would, and we wouldn't even need boxing gloves. We could just slap the hell out of them just, just as is. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. So like I said, that's gonna it's gonna be a good one too. Yeah, uh, you are you, you're, Hey, you know, like I say, I'm. Well, let's put it this way. I, I, the only reason I'm just going on about it is just you know, because hey, I'm I'm excited too. I mean, I'd like, like to walking we, 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 up, like, slapping me on the ass, and then leaving for work. <laughs> so rude. We, so rude. Because we like I say we've been, we've been working on this on and off. I guess maybe this uh, this uh, this past week. And everything, I mean, just, I mean, and, and, and I'm, a, and here, and not, well, I don't care what, what, how people take it. I don't care. No rewrites. Everything we put down was just one time and just bang, 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 bang. 
We slapped that thing together. We had that thing gone in about in about three three times, you know, going going back and forth, and it was done. It's like hell yeah. <laughs> now you're making me want a cigarette. Okay, are you happy now? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm oh I'm going to get on wait. with the, the 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 one that I have for this evening. Okay. And uh, basically, this one is uh talking about um more about like I guess you could say like a, an observation but from a from more from a spirit sense than as a human being, so I, I'm, it's kind of in between there. I, I'm not going to say it's one or the other because it kind of it go. It, it obviously, and when you when you're listening to it, it, it you'll you'll understand it definitely rolls into both. But anyway, it's a good. I like it. It's a good one. Um, snakes, fires, guardians of a shadow life. What's up? It's a good. The illiterate hum of the itinerant dragonfly, messenger, eagle, insect, the dry sounds of summer, ancient stars, dead star dims, starlight presses patterns into the shadow, breath passage beams. Pathways of silence, smooth waters, smooth as a cave, niche skull with a story to tell. Bottleneck slides and fireflies, lit songs for sitting quietly underground. Guides, shapes of the shadow, born images of spirit, earth songs, soft sounds, wet songs, rhythms of rain, cleanse your skin, cleanse clean with heat, guards, guides, we shall purify ourselves. The old ones walk among us. Hear the soft shake, the reptilian scrape of nerves coming alive. It's, uh, water turns in its grave, in its toxic bed. Bones becoming sodden dust. Spore. The flicker flash of sunshine through the trees, whispers of old growth, trees more ancient than human beings. Oh, Winds that blow with forethought from that dark ageless before dreams. The darkness, ageless, shabby, haunted. Stones lay within the birth of creation. Water fell on us as we rested, waiting for our 
moment, the blessing of breath, the grace of our becoming guardians, guides, light that travels before us back. We have lifted up food and thanksgiving, the offering in full. With sacred smoke, within echoes of the clouds that part for peace. We have fulfilled our purpose. And now we pass it on as a legacy for the generations unborn, seven in number. We Sunrise breaks on ceremony, songs to be sung, Omasa. We made the gourds rattle. Yes, stars wove the water smoke to be the mist before the sunrise. Me, yes, life. Yes, ceremony is about life. In the arid silence of prayer, Beyond the blood thunder in our veins, you can hear the grandfather stones speak. Guardians, guides, messengers, snakes and shadows of the mystic hidden places. There are changes. Between sparks, flames, rain, and as we look between lightning strikes, we see the dawn stroke of dragonfly wings ready to guide us through the ancient birth from darkness. We are the ghost road born, traveling home. And peace. Wow. That was phenomenal, Soldier Blue. Thank you. You're welcome. You're very welcome. Are you going to read two tonight, love? Um, well, I could, I suppose. I didn't really have another one I was really kind of looking at. Up to you. Uh, no, I, I I really don't have one ready. I mean, other than that one with me. But, uh, we're going to have fun next week. Ha, 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 <laughs> My breathing was almost back to normal. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> so you can find me uh, Rafe Wild at Facebook dot com, and underneath parentheses it says Soldier Blue. And uh, you can hear my podcast on uh, Red. Uh, my podcast called Red Earth One. 
And that's on iTunes and Google Podcast and about like six other platforms. And uh, I'm going to be getting ready to do a massive update, but there's five more pieces up on it. And uh make things uh, shake, rattle, and roll. Perfect. All right, I'm excited for what you've got going on. Oh, yeah. Always. Writing is uh, always the way for me to keep everything in perspective, keep that distance between the sky and the earth, and understand that all the things are necessary to walk forward. Indeed. All right, darling, are we going to see you next week? Of course. With bells and, on, and, and with bells on, and it's just gonna be a normal. Okay, okay, I got it. All right, all normal. Okay, awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Soldier Blue. Thank you, Miss Nyla. <laughs> Bye, sweetie. I love you too, Miss Nyla. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bye. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave them there laughing too. <laughs> Uh, all right, our next caller comes from area code 219. 219, you're on the air. Yeah, now how you doing? This is Brother. Brother, oh, heart of my heart, how are you? Are you there? Hello? Yes, Can you hear I'm me? Here. Okay. Yes. Whew. Hi. Uh, it is brother off from, on the line from Indianapolis. Welcome to the show, sweetheart. It's good to hear from you. Thank you. Okay, so what do you have for us? This poem is called My Life Will Experience a Complete 180 Degree Turn and Reversal of Fortunes After My Heart Transplant. After after having my heart transplant, completely recovered from it, my life will experience a complete 180-degree turn and reversal of fortunes. My overall state of physical health will significantly be improved and upgraded by investing in the regular exercise routine, which will focus on improving my strength, endurance, stamina, flexibility, range of motion, coordination, and balance. And modify my diet to incorporate more plant-based food and strengthening my immune system. My overall mental health will experience a major upgrade by practicing meditation relaxation techniques, by expressing my feelings and emotions in healthier ways. By maintaining my distance from negative and toxic people as often as possible. And emphasizing the quality of my Real friendships in place of the quantity of them. My dear brothers and sisters, everything that I've been praying for and believing for and over for over thirty years is finally the answer and coming to pure manifestation. Don't be surprised if you see me featured in the local newspapers, on a podcast, on social media, on live on TV, being in the interviewed about my heart transplant. 
Don't be surprised when you can purchase my Bush's CDs and put out and get put and have me put out online merchandise to sell and get paid to perform my poetry for top dollar and live a better lifestyle. Don't be surprised when you hear the announcement on Facebook Live about my very own open mic showcase called Passionate Choice of Future Generations that will be held sometime next year. I will be the main host and promoter. If you need open mic poetry set, we'll cater to poetry and naturally get the reciters, and we'll provide a platform for all newcomers to sharpen the hone their craft and express themselves without judgment. Don't be surprised when you see pictures of my travels to different cities around the country and eventually the world, or see me at concert sporting events, festivals, visiting church attractions and conventions. Don't be surprised if you see me hanging out with new friends, wearing better clothes, sporting either a mustache or a beard and driving a new car. Don't be surprised if you see me with my new girlfriend or out with a different woman every Don't be surprised if I'm able to go back to work again or create my own business. Don't be surprised if you get an invitation to get togethers at my new house. And for my family to gather on holidays and special occasions. My dear brothers and sisters, if you experience what I've gone through these past eight months, you'll praise God for what he's about to do for me once I complete this mission to get a heart transplant. Are you still there? Yes, now I'll see it in poem. Oh, I didn't hear that part. <laughs> Last I thing I heard so, was transplant. <laughs> I said it so quickly. Well, see, I didn't know if you were doing a dramatic pause. And so do I say something? Do I do? I don't. Okay, I'm saying something. I can't stand it. I can't stand it when there's no. total quiet. <laughs> no, no, no. Mm-hmm. Fantastic I probably, job. I, did, I, did, I said it quickly. Like. Great job on that, sweetheart. Thank you. As always, like I said, not afraid to stand on your convictions and share your beliefs and your ideas, and that's admirable. Appreciate it. All right. You going to read a second one or you tell everyone how to find you? I will tell everyone how to find me. Okay. I can find you can find me on Facebook under the name of my brother O'Gavin. Uh actually uh still nominated for overcoming the years National Supposed Award Awards and tomorrow night uh, the very first open mic where I performed at will give me a special honor the proper award for survivors of cancer, survivors of uh it was physical afflictions, uh hosted by about one of my dear friends who I went to high school with. She's a big-time artist in California. She started in Northwest Indiana. Now she's in California. That's tomorrow night, and I will actually have it uh, where they'll honor me live, honor me live during the award ceremony, right, while I'm in my hospital room. How cool is that? Um... And I do did 
I still doing Facebook Live videos. I actually posted two of my classic forms today, and I'm working on a project here at the hospital. And uh, social media team here at the hospital was wants to do a feature on me that will be featured on social media, on Facebook, all their cool. social media platforms. So they're actually going to do a feature on me tomorrow. Well, yeah, I'm excited that, that, for you. That's awesome. Yeah, that, that's uh, well. I'm closer and closer, getting closer, to getting getting that new heart. If they post it online, will you send me a link so I can see it? Yeah, I probably have it on my page. Awesome. Okay, that works for me. Just tag right. me. Yeah, I actually have it on my yeah. have, I actually have it on my post it on my page when I get it after they uh, do this do the interview and post it. Perfect. That's awesome. All right, sweetheart. Thank you so much. You did a fantastic job tonight. I cannot wait to see the video and I hope you have a really, really, really good week. Hey, thanks now. I appreciate it. I hope you have a heartful week. Yes, thank you. Yes. <laughs> All right, baby. We'll talk to you soon, honey. Okay, thanks. You're very welcome. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 903. 903? Eric. Hello, this is Eric Shulman. How are you doing? Mr. Haiku Man from Hell. I finally got through reading all of them. The ones about the awesome. speakeasy, of course, were my very, very, very favorites. But <laughs> yeah, I figured, awesome. I figured I'd throw some up. surprises in there. Thank you. appreciate it. I'm glad you love them. I, I actually... Uh, so when my dad was, uh, he had the staph infection, I was working from like 8 to 12 because it was getting really hot. We were in like 105, 106, 102. And then uh, since we didn't, I didn't go on vacation to the beach, I asked him if I could have a few days off. So I figured, hey, I got time to write. It don't take that long to write a haiku. Well, for some people it doesn't. Other people, it, they're like, what, the haiku? You know, it's a foreign language or something, you know. But that's all right. But yeah, you I appreciate secret, the writing though, prompt. Eric? Yeah, what's that? I'm a secret. Writing poetry and coming to speakeasy is much cooler than going to the beach. Well, that's very true. You're right. <laughs> but I was also going to go see. It was a family trip. We have a fishing trip every year, and uh, well, not all my siblings live here. Oh, in you Texas, just lost. So. I can't compete with fishing, so. Yeah, I admit I, I yeah, defeat. Fish and fish, yeah, freshwater fish. And we had a camp out or a campfire, too, so, on the beach. So that's all right, though. But, yeah, you're right. Speak, going to Speakeasy Cafe is better than going to the beach, that's for sure. But that was going to be a whole week. We had already planned it out, already paid oh, for everything. I'm feeling horrible. But just things <laughs> fell, yeah, through. So that's all right. Life happens, you know. All right, well, I wanted well, to read two haikus. Okay. Thank you. Me too. The the two haikus, well, the two that you liked the best, I'm sure. <laughs> and uh, I was going to see if I could read two poems too, so I could consider two of, of these course. poems to be my homework maybe. Yep. Is that of cool? Of course. Okay. Yep. All right. I figured, I figured you were cool. I figured you, you'd understand. 
right. Speakeasy Cafe is Nyla Alicia's online open mic night show. That's the first one. And then the second one, Can You Dig Nyla Alicia's Excellencies, please? Can't even, I can't even pronounce it. <laughs> Her superb talents. That's the end piece on that one. I love that one. I love the depth and the emotion yeah. in it. I love the the subject matter. That was so powerful. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> <You're welcome>. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I did do a couple. I'm trying to get to, uh, I don't know if it's Jimmy uh, Ray Davis, the guy, the first guy, the word machinist. That might have been who it was. He's He's really good. The first guy that was on the show earlier, mm-hmm. that was Jimmy Ray Davis, right? Yeah. Anyways, I forgot exactly who it was. It was either him, because I know like three Jimmys on Facebook, but uh, it might be another dude, uh, another guy on your show too. But anyways, he's the he's the epic writer, but he writes epic poems in like, like four lines or something. So I was trying to do a couple of thought-provoking as well. So I'm sure you know what I'm talking about in my high IQ. So I didn't want yeah. them to just be mundane and plain Jane. So, but that's fine. I thought they were awesome. Uh, I loved the ones that kind of ran into a series, and then yeah. they were you, you. You should keep writing them a haiku every day. I'm telling you, yeah, one of I'm the best to. writers' disciplines you can have. That's all right. Thank you for the prompt. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm definitely glad to start getting into it. So they're fun too. But, yeah, they're a lot of fun. Well, I got two collaborations. So uh, this woman, Gina Carolio, sorry, I can't pronounce her name either, and she's known as Black Widow Poet on Facebook and also on uh, Instagram and other places too. Anyway, she's in Tennessee, and I actually found her on Instagram uh Shit, I don't know, about a year ago maybe. Anyways, we have done up to six collaborations so far, and we're pretty damn good. I have read, I have read two poems that I wrote to her on your show too. So, But anyways, here we go. Psychosis. Collaboration by Gina Carrillo, Black Poet. Or, I'm sorry, my bad. Black Widow Poet and Eric Shulman. Battling Hysteric hysterical fits having delusional grandeur and luxury weighed down by depression's hooks rooks tooks and looks coping with angers plain jane straining chains overwhelming bearing anxieties asthmatic asphyxia temperamental moods changes from ecstatics euphoria to sadness madness and everything in between within a matter of seconds. The voices, they're whispering to me. Can you hear them, too? They want me to be free. They're telling me what to do, what to say, how and when to act. Why pink? Think and drink like that. Do they demand the same from you as they do me? Voices in my head constantly arguing, dialoguing, debating, winning and losing battles, always keeping my mind winding, grinding, grinding about what I truly hold, mold and told told on life's everything. Maybe I can fly. Do I have wings? Oh, I'm bleeding. I don't really want to die. Knives are shining things. I'm just enjoying my split personalities. They say I have psychosis mentalities. 
That's in peace. Wow. It's hard to tell where one, there's a couple of places where I might have been able to guess where one switches to the other, but you guys write really well together. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. We, we definitely, we definitely drive, uh, drive together, that's for sure. Hang on one second. Let me get this other one. It's, re- it's real short, too. So. Uh-huh. But uh, hang on one second. Let me type it up. It's collaboration. There we go. All right. This one's called Hitchcock, uh, Hitchcock Remix. And this is also by... Uh, Gina Curlio as well, and myself. So, Hitchcock's Remix. I am not Alfred Hitchcock's stocking, balking, squawking, docks, blocks and docks full of killer flocks, mysterious thrillers, knocking rocks and locks. I am not psycho, dressing up with fake hair, rocking, looking out the window, in the, in the chair, peeping through holes with a glare, hiding extreme power stabbing you in the shower i am not vertigo's formal former detectives nor mind-blowing psychological horror horror suspense a glowing absurd heroes a shadowing defeated by his inner demons and madness a growing constantly in nightmarish terrors whirlpools a flowing tangled webs existence a slowing phobic psychosis Illustrated dementedly with loves a towing, a rowing, and a stowing. Death blows. I am not frenzies, robbed, raped, and strangled with neckties. Women envy his left neckties around necks, lengthy, and the real. Oh, sorry, my bad. I messed up. <laughs> that gimmick. Hang on. Lengthy, worked, wrongly suspected serial killer is set up by the real murderer and found guilty. Eventually, the detectives find and convict the real one and free their suspect. Nefertiti, actual necktie killer, saying, I don't know if you like blokes, but you're my type of woman, before strangling them, balancing illuminations of psycho- psychopathic, sadistic behavior, excellency, wild roller coaster of twisting turns, and plots recency. I am not looking out a rear rear mirror. Uh, sorry, my bad. Uh, 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 misread it. I am not looking out a rear window, peeping Tom, watching secrets, stalking neighbors, hidden agendas, spying with a bird's eye view, waiting to catch a new episode of drama. Scenes behind the curtains. People angrily exploding, hitting and throwing domestic violence, long silence, having to report what I'm seeing and what I'm seeing, sentencing uh, sentencing those to stop. This is the remix of Hitchcock. That's in peace. I think you captured the essence very well. (laughs) Yes, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Yeah, well, we... You're very uh, welcome. We we watched and I've watched them before. I mean, not every one, but I watched a bunch of Hitchcock's movies, and some are actually short. But and we took our view and basically summarized uh, each each story. 
you know, vaguely as best we could. So, but that's what we, that's what we did. So eventually I'm going to bring Gina on here. She was too busy right now, but one day I'll have her on the show so you, you can meet her and uh, we can read our stuff together, but she's just been busy. So. That but would be anyway, incredible. I look forward to it. Thank you so much, and thanks for the platform. Thanks for everything you do for us. And, uh, yeah, it would be great to have her so we can read together as well. <laughs> but uh, I'm glad I'm glad you think we write well, and we definitely do. Uh, she's actually only written uh, – she's written 15 collaborations, and she's never written more than three with a person. So I've written six with her, so that means something. <laughs> But anyways, yeah, so I wanted to share those, and uh, this is Eric Shellman. You can find me on Facebook. Uh, that's Eric Shellman. I uh, got a new Instagram. It's Eric Shellman, too. Same photo as well. But um, that's where I'm at right now, and thanks so much for having me. I'll be. I'll probably be back next week, so have Very a great cool. week. Have a great weekend. Give your daddy a and hug for I'll me telling him that time. we're thinking of him and hope he's doing, feeling well. And, and uh, Yeah, he's but, doing a lot better now. He's not good. over it completely, but they got, we got him, they got him heavily sedated and doing IVs and doing checkups every so often, too, by the doctors. So he's not at right. the hospital, but he's being heavily dosed. <laughs> so he's just trying to kill the staff. But yeah. he is doing better, so that's good. And, uh, thanks, I, I will do. I'll give him a hug and let him know. Awesome. Uh, Thank you, sweetheart. And we'll okay. talk to you next week, hon. All right. Talk to you next week. Bye. Take care. <laughs> Bye. Okay. Now let's bring on area code 540. 540, you're on the air. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> hey, how are you is doing, it, Larry? Is that? You know what? You are the professor and the naughty list. What did I one. do? <laughs> you got to go to the principal's office. <laughs> <laughs> you, you didn't do your homework. <laughs> no, I suck at homework. I was probably skipping school out getting high on the hill or something. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I, I, that well, seemed like a I high school thing so to much. say, right? Didn't yeah. it? Yeah. I, okay. I didn't know if you missed me, if you if you missed me on the mic. So I had to come come and visit. We always <laughs> miss you when you're not around. And when you are here, you're so very welcomed. You're part of the family. You know uh, that. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Um yeah, well, let me introduce myself. Larry Shepard, uh, Mr. Automatic Charismatic is my alias name. Um, I'm bringing my own brand of Mr. AZ Viper Vision. And, uh, you know, yeah, that's, that's who I am. Indeed so. it is. And what do you have for us tonight, hon? Uh, I'm going I'm to do a freestyle. And uh, something that's on my heart. Um, matter of fact, 
I'm going to name this poem called The Blood of Emmett Till. The Blood of what? Emmett Till. Okay. You know, uh, I uh, want to go to the store. Um, I want to buy something. Uh, come on, cousin, let's go to the store. I see this white lady right here. Um, you know, I I winked. I was what? What, Emmett Till? You you winked at her? Are you crazy? I was just playing. Hey, babe. You know that that old black boy? He 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 unwinked at me. You need to make an example out of him, baby. What you what you want me to do? You know I want you to take care of that little problems. See, we don't have we don't, we don't need any of his kind thinking that he's good enough to go wink at me. You take him out. All right, let's go ahead. We gonna go ahead. And, we gonna go over and take him out, man. You, you you don't know what time it is. You can't be down. I know how it is up in Chicago, but you can't be doing that down in Mississippi. You, it, it's a whole different ball game. I was just playing. You can't play like that with these folk right here. They, they'll kill you. All right, now. Where's the boy that was winking at my woman. He ain't he, he ain't here. Where is he? We gonna find him and we're gonna get justice for what he did. Why are you pulling me? I just I just winked at her. No boy, you come in here boy. Come here boy. Uh, why are you trying to kill me? Why are you trying to... The blood of Emmett Till. You see, some people have kids. Some people are 87 in a retirement home. And they want to live a peaceful life, but they never let Emmett Till go past the age 14. Two men have died, and his mama has cried and never seen justice in the eye of a wink. She was part of the plot to kill a little boy, a teenager, just a wink. He lost his life. She started all like a fire starter, lighting a match, saying that that boy that her husband had to catch. Snatch Let the free him song. How you did him so wrong. This is the blood of Emmett Till. And right now it's poured on Kellen Bryant. I'm sort of man, charismatic, the lyrical engine. Think is in them all in, and drive. That was intense. You know, 
hate, we aren't born with hate. We aren't born with prejudice. You know, it's taught. It's taught to us. You know, I hear stories like that, and it's like, you know, that that girl, you know, he can't do this. I mean, she was taught that hate from her parents, from her society. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Babies aren't yep. born with hate. When one baby cries, they all cry. You know? God teaches to love. The devil teaches to hate. Everyone always wonders, can one person change the world? Yeah. They absolutely can, by the examples they teach. Yes. I feel sorry. Oh, I can't say that. That's a political opinion. So, do you have a second one to read, my dear? I do so. Okay. Uh Let me see. I, yeah, I do. I do. Uh, I'm going to call this uh, my last name. All right. Both these are freestyles, so bear with me. <laughs> All right. I love you with all my heart. I need you to understand what I'm saying right now. There's no other woman that I'd rather be with. You are my everything and my love song. I postpone everything and give my heart to you. You are the breath of my fresh air. So will you take this ring and have my last name? My love for you is never the same. I fell in love because everything that you brought to my attention. I had to tell you that I love you, so I want you to listen. Be my queen, my everything, everything on the scene. My missus and hugs and kisses. Be, be like the couple who be ambitious. You are my love, my thought, my prayer. You are the love that I feel like there cannot be no failure. As long as we are united as one, we will shine just like the sun. As soon as you have my last name, Miss Automatic Charismatic, the lyrical entity is in the Milan Parking Drive. Amen. Yes, it is. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> you did a great job tonight. All right. Now, um, the principal said that you could go back to class. <laughs> I never do as I'm told. You, yeah, you are naughty. You are too naughty. You are naughty. Um, and we looked at your uh, progress report. It said that you were naughty in, in school. And, you know, I don't know. You know, maybe be a teacher. Somebody want to be the teacher's back. <laughs> no, you know, actually, you're you're not far from the truth. I've got my old report cards from school. I got them like two years ago from my mom, and every single one of them, starting in kindergarten, all of them say she would be doing a much better job if she would stay in her seat. She spends too much time looking out the window. She would do much better if she listened. She would do much better if she wasn't up disrupting the other students. <laughs> 
single one. No, when you look at anytime you're looking out the window, that means you like I wish that person would shut up and I'm tired, you're boring me before I, you look out the window before you go to sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> look out the window and say, Why am I here? <laughs> All right. All right, Larry, great job. Thank you, Mr. Charismatic, and we will talk to you next week. Talk to you next week. All right. (laughs) Thank you, sweetheart. You won't. Bye-bye. Okay. We have 863. Miss Noreen, are you with us? Didn't I give the line up? I thought I gave the line up. Oh, oh, oh. I know, my bad. Um, um uh, hello, Nyla. I- I'm getting the, um, I'm turning it, uh-oh. Yeah, I'm go ahead and turn that down. You're there. okay. That's okay. Oh. We got gotcha. you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh-oh. Okay, I got it. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Great job. Okay. How are you doing tonight? Okay. I'm doing good. Yep. I finally got my hot water heater fixed. It took too long, but I'm glad I got it fixed. I got it fixed Tuesday. It felt good to have hot water again. Oh, I bet. Take a nice, long, hot bath? Yes. No, I have to take showers because I can't take a bath because I have a hard time getting up. I'm getting too old. So I have to take showers. You know, my mom had one of those bathtubs that you, it looks like someone cut a car in thirds and stuck a car in your bathroom. You open the door, you get in, you sit down, it fills with hot water and then turns into a whirlpool. And then when you're done, you drain it, you stand up, open it like a car door and step out of your car bathtub. It's freaking insane. Wow. It was so cool. It was awesome. That is. That sounds like it is awesome. I would want one now. (laughs) Yep. So what do you have for us, my love? Okay. Um, for Gary, I have his poem, A Musician's Love. Okay. The violin hears as I bow, forever drawing it to and fro. Never-ending cycle, like tunes of practice, done just right. The violin rests, no more sound. Skies darken and the night settles down. As I leave a wanton wonder, full of thought. It makes no difference if it's sweet or hot. The fiction of probability is what I see to embellish a spell-down dream for me. The end. Wow. That was incredible. Hey, Gary, we loved it. Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I wish wish he was still here and write more poems. I know, I know. He's here. He's always with me, though. Yes. Always. Never leaves me. Yes. Mm-hmm. Always with us. Yes. Yes. So, what are you going to read of yours, young lady? Okay. Um. Okay. This is called um, "Save the Children." Okay. Um. How many more kids will be murdered before the child welfare agency starts caring and take care of the children? How can you just sit there as an investigator and not even care about the children? 
how did you get your job? You should have, have been fired and gone to jail for not doing your job. Let's save the children, innocent children from the monster from those monsters. They don't deserve to be six feet under. Wake up, people. I don't know what the answer is. All I know that they need our help. Something needs to be done. We have been silenced too long. These children need us. Let us be their voices before it's too late. The end. That was powerful. That was awesome, Noreen. Yes, I um I was reading yesterday. I was reading um on the Google News about this um three-year-old girl, and 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 an investigator she didn't do his job right. Well, with more than uh, wait, I think it was just a three-year-old. But he if he was doing his job right, he would knew that they was already dead. I think there's about two of them, and they found out the um when the and when the cops cut there. Um, detectives, and they was um, hogtied. Two of them was hogtied, and um, and um, strangled. And and the and the mother said, um, they they are better off this way. I thought, how could you be a be a monster? How could you say that about your kids? How could anybody do that to their kids? Mm. This is world getting worse. Because there's too many people out there, you know, too many women who cannot have kids. So why do these women do this? Why don't if they don't want their kids, get put them up for adoption so somebody who really loves them and cares. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. Oh, sorry about that. I shouldn't. Sorry. I know what you're saying. You're you're allowed to have an opinion, you know, and that's yes. one of the cool things about. The speakeasy is that in yes. the 15 years that we've been on the air, there's been a lot of there's been a lot of changes in the world, a lot of things we've gone through, you know, politically and personally, and yes. never once has there ever been an ounce of drama. I understand your opinion on this. I understand why yes. you think it the way you do. I also yes. also understand why she thinks the way she does. Right. You know. And yes. I'm not here to say who's right and who's wrong. I'm here to respect yes. opinions, period. You know, yes. and so it's pretty cool to me that we've been on the air all this time. We've never had one incidence of drama ever because opinions didn't match. Right. I love that about us. Yes. Yes. Mm. Yes. Okay. And, and, and my second poem is called To Depression. Um, and I'm writing it into, um, it was like a letter written, like a letter written to depression. Okay. okay. I'm called to depression. Depression, you don't live here anymore. You have been in my life too long. I have almost forgotten what the sun looks like. I have been under these dark, dark clouds too long. It can be so scary. I'm so tired of you. You almost ruined my life. Now I'm taking control of my life, and I'm kicking you to the curb. Don't want to see you anymore. I want to see the bright things in life. I want to stop and smell and see the simple things in life that are good for me, like wild flowers in my yard, the sun shining, fresh air, and all the good things in my life. Okay. Um, I give God the control of the reign of my life. It feels so good. And it feels so 
awesome, good. The end. <laughs> so sweet, Noreen. Okay, thank you. I don't know how that came about. It just came to me and I had to write it down. That was like <laughs> five, five, six days ago. Just came up and smacked you on the side of the head, did it? Yes. Yes, <laughs> and I had to write it down. That's funny. Yes. All right, Miss Noreen. Okay. Keep an eye um, out okay. for your package. I'm so excited for you. Uh, me too. I am too. And as soon as I get it, I'll let you know, and then I'll video it as I open it up and okay. put it on the um, on my Facebook page and tag you on it. Okay, because I want to see you open it. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Let's tell everyone how to find you guys. Okay. Um, you can find Gary and I. We, you can find all of our books on um, Amazon.com, and you can find us on our um, official website, um, Gary and Noreen Snyder. Com front slash um, poetry, and you can um, find Gary on Facebook.com, um, BeverbNation.com, and PoetryPoem.com, and and you can find me on um, ReverbNation.com, Facebook.com, and PoetryPoem.com. And you can find us at the Poetry Club every Saturday. I'm doing Facebook Live at um, 5 o'clock every Saturday. And then you can also find um, find us um, Tuesday. Um, um, have a um, chat with Poet Noreen, um, R- Robbie Mateko. M- I hope I got it right, Robbie Montego. He's going to be the um, the um, the guest for the show this coming Tuesday at seven o'clock Eastern Time. You want to know and a secret? Can... Robbie's yes. probably going to kill me, but I've known Robbie since before I ever even started doing this show, and I don't even yes. know how to pronounce his last name right. Oh, okay. It's just Robbie, baby. That's it. Yes. Yes. That's his last name. He that that other name. I don't know what that other name is, but that's just that's like fake name. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to the show with you and Robbie. I think that's going to be amazing. And yes. I don't know if I'm going to be home when you guys are actually on, but I will for sure be able to catch the end of it and uh, be able to listen to it when it archives. And I'm very very excited. Okay. Thank you. I'm excited too. Robbie, okay. that does not help. Robbie in chat says, it's the same as a famous Polish painter. Like, first of all, I'm going to know that, right? Jan something okay. another. If I knew how to say Jan something another's name, I'd know how to say yours, Robbie. <laughs> Just saying, dude. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to yell at me in a minute because we're going to have him on. But excited for your show. Any last words, Noreen? Okay. Um, um, th- thank you very much for having us on here. And and thank you and thank you for all you do. You're okay. very welcome. And, I, and I'm looking forward for the the um, package. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> I am too. I am too. I am too. I'm so excited. All right, Noreen. Thank you, my love. Oh yes, I do have one more thing. You can also oh. find me on um kofi.com ko-fi.com um Gary and Noreen, and I'm I'm also have another project. I'm working on the calendar for 2023, and I'll be having that. Be my portrait and Gary's too on there. Oh, amazing! That's yes. awesome. Yes. All right, Noreen. 
doing so much. So proud of you. Okay. Oh, thank you. You're this, welcome. This keeps, this keeps me busy. This helps out a lot because, you know, I, I'm always going to miss Gary, but this just helps me, you know, mm-hmm. this helps out a lot doing all this. It helps you and it helps a lot of people. You touch a lot of people and yes. I'm proud of you. Okay, thank you. Uh, <laughs> thank you. All right, sweetheart. We'll talk to you next week. Okay, talk to you next week. Okay. 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 All right. Our next caller, I'm very excited about. We have area code 406. 406, you're on the air. Hey, can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, I'm all right. <laughs> my dog's not working. Um, my name is Libby, but my name I go by when I write is Lilith and the Lamp. Nombe Plume or whatever. Um, guys, if you know Annie, that's my mom. Oh, wait, you can't just tell that story. I, I got to tell a story. I got to tell this story. Okay. okay. <laughs> so for those of you that don't know, when we walk through life, there's certain people who touch us so deeply and so profoundly that their fingerprints leave us smudged for the rest of our lives. And they never leave us. And Annie, my Annie, is one of those people. And her and I ran around when we lived in Wyoming. And she was a kick-ass girlfriend, the best. And I hunted and hunted and hunted for her forever and finally found her. And she comes on and she reads her poetry. This little blonde fireball wildling child. The last time I saw her, she was maybe up to my knee or a little more. Well, probably I was short, so you're probably up to my hip. <laughs> this little wild child running around with this thick, wild mane of wind-filled hair. She was just, just a little spitfire. And then Annie sends me a video of little Miss Libby, all grown up, reading this poem that absolutely blew my mind. And now, not only do we have my Annie, my love, my dear sweet girl, my little pixie on this show, but now we have her adorable little Lily as well. And I am so excited, so excited that you're here. Thank you. (laughs) I knew as soon, I saw you introduce yourself as Lily, but I knew as soon as I saw that picture of you, it's like looking at your mom. Yeah, I hear that a lot. <laughs> she and your voice too. It was like okay, I had to wait a second. And I had to check my phone numbers, and it's like, is this Annie or is this? Because you sound like her. Oh, our numbers are almost the same too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I always thought your mama was one of the most beautiful women I'd ever seen in my life, ever. And yeah, I, I look at that now. face, and I see her, and I see you know, you're just you're beautiful. You're absolutely beautiful. So well, I'm, I'm glad you're here. I wish I could just pinch your little cheeks. <laughs> I'm not too little anymore. I'll be 40 in a couple of weeks. <laughs> oh, shush. I don't even want to hear it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm really glad that we were really young back then because, you know. <laughs> right. Okay, so I'm asking which one you heard on my Facebook. I just recorded a couple of them on TikTok and them on Facebook. Before that, I really hadn't shared any of my poetry with anybody. Um, but the one that I, that 
being a reaction is probably when you heard I'm going to read. It's called My Shattered Shell. And just a little background on, I really started struggling with depression a few years back, and then I started using drugs and alcohol. Um, and I kind of just, I thought I was a bad mom and everything, and I just thought, I felt that, or I decided how I thought everyone saw me. And then I realized that they didn't see me like that, only I did. So, uh, all right, here goes my shattered shell. I built a shell with myself out. I used my guilt to keep you out. I crawled inside and began to pout. I screamed for you to help me out. Then you came. You heard my call. I curled up tight behind that wall. I heard you yell. Let my love fall upon your heart behind this wall. I cracked my shell. I spewed out hate. Stayed focused on my gloomy face. I shout, go away. But yet you'd wait. You can't save me. It's far too late. The silence breaks with a voice unknown. They'll turn away, but they won't go. Their love for you will always grow through all this anger you try to show. Forgive yourself and you'll overcome this angry beast you have become, consumed by guilt for you are numb, held down by nothing but your own thumb. I looked around. Could that be true? My own guilt is what kept me from you? I've made mistakes. We both know that's true. I became this beast, but I'm human too. I dropped all the guilt. I forgave myself. I took my heart down from off that shelf. I stood up tall and empowered myself. Then the shell I built, well, it shattered itself. The end. <laughs> wow. See, guys, see why I was so excited? That was incredible, sweetheart. Thank you. Um, you're welcome. And you're going to do two, right? Yeah, I am. Okay. Mine are kind of shorter. I, I couldn't decide between four of them. And I think maybe because my mom's listening, maybe one of these I shouldn't read. But <laughs> You know, um, it's really funny mom. because we know we know our moms as our mom. And our daughter, we know our daughters as our daughters. You know, but there reaches a time, and you're, you're, you're almost 40, so there's reaches yes. a time when we need, and, and this is great advice, we need to stop looking at our mothers as our mothers. And we need to stop looking at our right. daughters as our daughters and start to get to know each other as women. And through my divorce, I've been staying with her, so I think she's seen way more of me and found out way more than she ever did. <laughs> <laughs> so... Sorry, Mom. <laughs> but, uh, this was, a lot of my poetry, um, the reason why I've never really posted it or read it is because it is kind of dark and sad. And when I post it, I kind of get a lot of people like, are you okay? Oh, my gosh. And I always want to say, like, if I'm still writing, I'm okay. <laughs> if I'm not writing, that's a worry. But um, I understand that it, it kind of triggers people to be worried about me. Just my poetry. <laughs> so anyway, this one is called Doll. Okay. I'm not good enough, I weep. I'm not the girl they want to keep. I'll never get to meet their friends or hold their hands walking on the street. They don't want me on their arm or to be seen in their passenger seat. And their late night call, no names of doll that they fucking that sheep will tell sleep. Their list of names oh, is so long. But it's not dates they ask me on. They're not looking for a wife, just a warm body for the night. 
and they're like, it's okay, we still have a second place, right? But as soon as they're done, they get dressed, gotta run, made it all. Thanks, it's been fun. Alone I cry for the rest of the night. I try so hard, it just doesn't seem right. I want to be held, loved, cuddled so tight. But I have to be gone before morning's light. Can't let anyone know that he's staying here tonight. Don't touch feelings and fall. Better not text him or call. Be his late night whore or be nothing at all. See him again for the next 2 a.m. call. Hey, I'm so horny. Get your ass over here, doll. <laughs> that was a killer ending. That was, that was. So let me ask you this. The first part of the poem, does she have a name? That little voice on your shoulder? Uh, well, the name I use in my writing is Lilith and the Lamp. Everybody's voice on their shoulder needs to have a name. The one that sits there and yeah, says those mean things I, to us. I think Nam de Poom or whatever. Lily is <laughs> my alter ego, I guess. <laughs> You know, when that little voice start on our shoulders starts saying those things to us, things we wouldn't let anyone else get away with saying, if we give her a name, then we can start yelling back. Then all of a sudden she becomes tangible. <laughs> then we can start literally kicking her butt and telling her to shut up. She's not allowed to talk to us that way. And she's not. Yeah. I've, uh, in the last year, I've been with mom. And so I started going to counseling and a lot of other things to uh, help me out. And, um, was diagnosed with CPTSD because of stuff that happened when I was younger when um, mom was around for a little bit. And uh, one of the things that we talk about a lot is um, like going with the inner child that's still in the middle of war and reminding her, the trauma's not happening now. <laughs> Calm down, it's okay. Because <laughs> I tend to freak out, fly off the handle, like just in panic attack mode. And it's been really helpful to be able to have my mom or anybody around me or myself say, is a trauma happening now? No. <laughs> you know, it's just a discussion or just a little thing now. You don't have to fight everybody. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if that was five minutes or if I could read one more that's kind of funny that's short. Sure, go ahead. Okay. This one's called My Under 24 Apologies. <laughs> I always got yoo-hoos and fruit snacks on deck, not interested in dating, and I'll pay my own check. Don't want to know your last name. You don't need my number. If it's dinner you want to, I just call up your mother. We can go to my place, but just for tonight, I thank God at my age I get to enjoy such a sight. Young and old songs need to sit just right. I tell him time to go at the first glimpse of light. Grab our clothes off the floor. I'm tired of, oh, my God, so sore. I walk him to the door and say thank you for He stops me begging for more. I just shut the door, walk straight back to my bed, and now I snore. It's really exciting to finally be sharing my poetry with people. I mean, I have books of it that I've been writing for years and not told anybody. So, um, oh, that's so exciting. I, my, my name across, like, everything is Miss Frog Princess. So if you look up any socials, talking, anything like Miss Frog Princess is what I go by. And um, my Facebook is... Well, my TikTok is where I have my poetry, and that's also, I think, Miss Frog Princess or Frog Princess. So that's where you can find me. Thank you again. <laughs> One of the things, since you're just starting out reading on the show, yeah. 
that I want to tell you that I wish I could tell everybody, but I guess I will be telling everybody when I tell you. When I, when it, it, it's cool to have a pen name, right? Yeah. But mm-hmm. if I got hit by a bus tomorrow and people say, oh, yeah, look at that obituary. There's, there's Nyla. I wonder, you know, I wonder what happened. You know, I wonder what she'd been up to. And they Google me. If I had continued going by my pen name, they would never know how cool I was. So if you use a pen name, it's always like like Larry did. This is Larry Shepard, Automatic Charismatic. Always give your true, true real name as well because 10 years from now, you may decide you don't want to use your pen name anymore and you want to use your real name if you start publishing and stuff. Okay, well, my real right. name is Libby Marmon, and actually I'll be going back to my maiden name here in about a week when my divorce is final, so Libby Waddington, but I write some, write some kind of vulgar stuff, and my kids are still teenagers, so for a little bit longer, I'll probably use Lilith, <laughs> so they can't find it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but thank you for the advice, and thank you for having me, and uh, my mom, I think she's a so. Mom, I love you. <laughs> she, she is on hold as well. We've got Robbie and, oh, no, she's not on hold anymore. Where'd she go? She was on hold, but she's not. Oh, she's oh she is on hold. She just took, she isn't in the lineup. So, Annie, honey, if you want to come on the air, press one. Okay, and that will let me know it's okay to unmute you. Okay, yeah. thank you, bye. And, all right, <laughs> thank you, sweetie. We'll talk to you next week, right? Your family, now you have to call in every week. Okay. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, sweetheart. Awesome. Okay. Mr. Robbie Baby is our next caller. Robbie? Robbie. It's really hard to roll my R's with this retainer in my mouth. Robbie. Oh, there it went. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Robbie Baby. Okay. Did I do it? Robbie, I can't hear you. Don't make me keep rolling my R's until you answer me. It says you're unmuted. Are you muted on your end? Are you doing something weird with your mics? Inquiring minds want to know, Robbie. Robbie, can you guys not hear me anymore? Can Robbie not hear me? All right. We're going to find out what's going on with Robbie, and we're going to take area code 506 while we're waiting to see what's going on with Robbie. 506, you are on the air. It's Andrea, Lady A. Hey, sweetheart. How you doing? Not too bad. How about you? I'm doing really, really good. I'm sad, though. Why? Because I've gotten all of my kittens, given away all my kittens, and i got to deliver them tonight and tomorrow to their new mommies and daddies, and I will have no more kittens, and I'm so sad. Oh, But I bet you've picked out great homes for them to make other people very happy. And that should make. And what would make you happy too is if you looked at a picture that I'm looking at right now, of um, my a friend of mine's little granddaughter who's about three years old, and she's got her dressed as a, in a mermaid outfit, sitting on a rock, out at the beach. It is priceless. Aww. I'll, I'll that is a happy it. thought. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna read you. Um, a, a, a sensual poem, and I'm going to read you a political poem. Which would you like to hear first? Uh, let's get the politics out of the way. 
the politics out of the way? Yeah. All right. Now, these are Canadian politics because I'm from Canada. And uh, we have our issues here in the great land of uh, north of you. And um, one of it being uh, language, if you can believe that. It's been an ongoing issue for hundreds of years. And it's gotten so much worse now. And they just passed a bill in Quebec, uh, which is considered the French province of our country. And it's called Bill 96, and this will explain it to you, okay? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Dictators come in many forms, even in, in a democracy, be warned. Declaring new rules for a minority group, let me keep you in the loop. Quebec claims to be the first when settling in Gaspé back in 1535. Jacques Cartier was the man about town. France gave him the founding crown. It was neither French or English who were first. First Nations were here. They are indigenous. The first language should be Algonquin or Cree, Huron, Innu, Maliseet, Mi'kmaq, Mohawk, and Abenaki. Back and forth with Great Britain, they fought for years. The Seven Years' War decided the English ruled the New World, and so it goes. Fighting for land, both claiming it was them. In 1774, Parliament passed the Quebec Act, emancipated the Catholic French. English and French together combined French civil law with British civil law. But all is not fair in war, hence the fight for language superiority began. Quebec has legislated language to preserve it, won't disappear. Laws were drawn up to reflect protection of their native tongue. Today, they are a province which carries the fleur-de-lis. She flies all through Quebec. No Canadian flags flown. They spit on it. No English schools. All immigrants must put their children in French schools. Immigrants from other French nations come, can come to La Belle Provence. When we were in grade school, t'was when the FLQ went wild, bombs in our mailboxes placed to kill us off. I was kept home from school because we never knew when or where. English neighborhoods were terrified. We lived our lives in fear. Today, the separatists continue their control. If you want to be married, only French certificates will be bestowed. English have no rights to be served in their own language. They are forced to comply with the dictator, Francois Legault. Quebecers speak of separating, as they have done for years, but want Canada to foot the bill for pensions in military and Medicare. They hold our country ransom ransom and get the lion's share of funds, I say, get out. Make your own way. There aren't any refunds. End poem. Wow. Same shit, different day. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we got our shit, I mean, too. seriously, you take down the core problem there, and you're back at day one. You're back at yeah. invasion. Yeah. It's really quite sickening. I mean, I'm just touching on little bits of it because it's a huge issue in our country. And um, and I live in New Brunswick now, which is next door to Quebec. And well, you're we right have... by Andy. Who's what? And Andrew Scott. He used to host for us. He's in 
he's in a Nova Scotia. Yeah. Oh. Wow. That would be nice to get to know somebody like that. Is he still on the radio or? Uh, he doesn't host with it still, but he is. Um, he does call in and stuff, and I know he's pretty active in the community out there. I'll send you his link. Sure, that'd be great. So anyway, this is a very big issue, and I gets under my collar because I was brought. I was born in uh, in Montreal and Quebec, and uh, lived there till I was thirteen. We had to leave because it was the the front deliberation to Quebec were making it miserable for everybody. Thousands and thousands of uh, families and uh, businesses left in droves when the FLQ was active doing their little thing, and which was no little thing. And um, and it really irks me when people claim to be the first of anything in North America because we were not the first of anything. It was the, it was the new world. The new world is has been here forever. I love the way yeah, they discovered and, it. You guys long, didn't discover it. There were people the already here. Of North America, <laughs> and so they were the first ones here, and they've not been taken into consideration in any of this. So, mm-hmm. anyways, it's a big issue, but I got it off my chest, and thank you for letting me. <laughs> I I enjoyed hearing it. I loved it. Thank you. You're welcome. And so now um, I'm going to read you um, a poem called Pleasures. Pleasures. Summer's sin worn like a classic flowing white dress, bursting with scents of rose, peony, lily, and lilac, clean against her skin. His olfactory sense is aware of her heat. She dances seductively, reaching. She touches his face. Passion ignites. His kiss excites. Pleasures. Spritzed behind her ears, behind her knees, oh, baby, please. Earthy moans, addictive groans, her eyes feast on wood-based tones. Music increases the sultry mood. She dances freely. Pleasure ensued. Silk and satin panties removed with masculine hands well-versed. Pleasures, she wants more. She wants to feel his desire, his amour. Hands lust for her breasts, arching her back, meeting his need, making love with fingertips. Each pulse felt through her skin. Fingers speak words without speak words without speaking. Love spills into her heart completely. Pleasures seek out pleasure for pleasure's sake. Mm, that's fake. One loves another, uplifts, loves, desires, celebrates, symphonies composed and poems written, expressing pleasure given, senses come alive, songs sung by lovers smitten, pleasures, thirst, thrill, lust, in each other trust, and poems. That was beautiful. Thank you. That was absolutely beautiful. Thank you very much. I wrote that about six days ago. You did a really good job on it. It was beautiful and erotic and romantic without being over that edge or pushing that envelope too far, but just enough. It was beautiful. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. That's the biggest compliment I ever like to get 
that because you can you can you can be sensual and, and seductive and and uh, sexy and erotic without being base you know without being crude and that's the beauty of of uh, poetry written. Oh, I was going to say you know I'm really I'm really it makes me feel good to know that somebody still writes about sex that way. Because, yeah. you know, at this point in my life for me, it's just I just hope they keep their ass out of the way at Sports Center. And I'm good. How <laughs> <laughs> Oh, jeez, whiz. Okay. All right, my darling girl, tell everyone how to find you. Oh, you can just find me at allpoetry.com as Lady A. And I'm on Facebook as Andrea Wheaton. Wine pretty low. Enjoying the summer. I know. I'm loving the weather. I usually hate summer, but I'm really looking for I get to go on vacation, so I'm really excited about it now. Oh, good for you. I hope you have a wonderful time. Me too. Me too. All right, my love. We will talk to you next week. It's been a while. Don't be gone so long. It's been a while. I've I've been laying low and sort of doing some recovery stuff as far as, you know, emotional recovery and and um trying to get it together, you know. Life is life is difficult. Life is very difficult at times. Even at the best times it can be difficult. It is. You know what though? I want you to think about something. Mhm. Even the very worst day, if you're having the worst day of your life, it's you woke up that morning and so it's still the best day of your life. And tomorrow's yeah. always different. Yeah. You know, when you consider the alternative, it's like, go ahead and give me all the crappy days because I'm here. I can yeah. handle the shit you throw at me because I'm here, and I'm glad I'm here. Right? Exactly, yeah. Exactly, as they would say, en français. And you can handle anything I know you can. You are a warrior. Oh, you are no Disney you. princess. Oh, that helps me. <laughs> just think just think Laura Crofts, not Cinderella. Laura Crofts. Yeah. <laughs> right? I love yeah. it. You know who that is. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, if only I had her money. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. We'll talk to you next week, honey. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. <laughs> bye bye. Bye. Okay, let's go ahead and grab Robbie, see if we can hear him this time. Mr. Robbie, Robbie, I'm not rolling my R's again. Are you with me? <laughs> I'm here. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Welcome to the show. Oh, okay, I think I know what happened before. I unplugged my mic for a second. It's, it, you know, it's... Uh, oh, yeah, if bit. you do that while you're on the line, it breaks your audio connection to the... Yeah, yeah. Con- yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm using the uh, the new... It's called Direct Connect now, not Click to Talk. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I'm using my snowball mic. Does it make a does it make a difference? Like does it do I sound better than uh like if I was on the phone? Um yeah, it's probably a little clearer. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna, I I'll, didn't know they had the option now to call in through direct connect. Yeah, it's it's called, it used to be called click to talk, now it's direct connect. And it seems some shows have it, some shows don't. I when I've been wandering around uh occasionally on other programs i haven't seen it but i thought i'd try it here and well only depending on which level package you have you would have that yeah 
So yeah. some shows may not have it because they may be on a mm-hmm. different a different uh, license than we are. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's good to know that it works is that it's free too. So I mean, then it saves me my money on my uh, on my phone bills. There, I don't have to use minutes. And it's just more convenient just for, I can just sit back. Who does I don't have that to... anymore? What's hmm? wrong with you Canuckians up there? What's that? Don't have what? what, is, what who does minutes anymore? Well, you know, like the minutes on my phone, like uh, like 100 I know what you're distance. talking about, <laughs> but you're supposed to have unlimited long distance. Oh, my, my uh, standard phone bill is big enough as it is without, <laughs> without You know, Robbie... I have unlimited calling, unlimited long distance, unlimited amount of data mm-hmm. for $40 a month. Oh, God. Well, you're in a better situation than I am. <laughs> Don't they have that shit up there? Don't they have decent cell phone services up there in Canada? No, not really. <laughs> no. What kind of I can't backwards find place are you like living? Well, anyways, enough on that. Uh, Do you guys so, still grill your meat over an open fire? <laughs> Robbie Caveman, grill meat, <laughs> open fire, yes. <laughs> anyways, enough of that. Uh, the moon on his shoulders. So I'm just uh, going to go in with this one first. Okay. The moon on her shoulders. She walks. With the weight of the moon upon her shoulders, a nighttime female manifestation of Atlas, its monochrome color of moon's rainbow, it dances upon her eyes as she dolefully ponders at night, the mystery of life solved in secret equations of poetry's light. She walks with the burlesque, sorry, burdensome moon of the moon, weight of the moon, ever present between her shoulder blades as she hopes for the liquid elixir of flowing poetic verse to touch the searching questions of her tongue, hints of a luring appletini and sangria sweetness sung in a gentle song of poetic taste, the taste of the solution to all of life's problems brought about in a revelatory haze. She is the moon. When her mind's thoughts are swooned with poetry, a moon of lighter shade and weight, light in its carrying, as it is carried in her heart, away from the pain that burdens her with its weight. As gossamer threads, they are spun around the heavier moon, and its weight, it is carried away on notes of a gentle nighttime song. There is a magic opulence of moonshine that is bleeding its magic into her heart, a magic of weight brought forth by a moon of a unique shade of luminosity that makes her heart lighter, not heavier. As a squadron of swans, it carries to the moon her questing poetry song. In a stork of lightest shade of moon's whitest light, it carries to her mind a poem of new worlds birthing that captures the girth of words unearthing of peace, caught in compacts of contracts, they are formed in luminous poetic verse. There is a hidden, sorry, a secret lunatic asylum that is hidden in her heart, in which the monads of her spirit, they bay at the moon like wolves in songs of beseeching, seeking the answer to where to find a moon of lighter weight that will not make her skin burn under a harsh moon's light, but rather will let her be bathed in a healing moon's new light of peace's delight. 
The time resided in this lunatic asylum. It reveals a new and enlightening truth, that there is a moon of burden, but also a moon of liberation, and the manifestation of the God of Mercury in me. It carries this moon of liberation to her, as I travel faster than the light of the stars themselves, running along star trails that whoosh before my eyes, and I spy an internal reflection, the erected palisade of a new and blessed moon that makes her heart light with a loving turn of poetic verse. And I know that in this palisade, this moon, this luminary goddess, amongst which orbits the swans of poetry's song, and the stork of birthing of poetry's power has a throne for her to reside upon under the light of this new and caring moon that will prove never to be a burden to her heart and that will never rest heavy upon her shoulders again. And that is the moon on her shoulders. And actually, I was going to read two poems, but that one was longer than I, than I realized. So I think I'm sticking with that one. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Thank you. <laughs> Very beautiful. You're going to so, read too, right? <laughs> you want me to read the... Okay, well, I'll, I had the, the fisherman up, so it's a, it's a slightly shorter one, so okay, I'll, I'll read it. I will read it then. Casting his net a verse out wide into the world, the fisherman cast his thoughts out with bravery and sincerity into the void wide into the vastness of space. I remember fondly that man's words as he spoke with alacrity, clarity, and most of all humanity, word of wisdom and contemplation upon humanity, speaking on the tradition of things, illuminating my mind into a world I knew less of then when I heard him, thankful for knowing more of a corner of life I didn't know before. I grew to want to hear more of those words, with more fervor and interest, wishing him to illuminate my mind further, hearing more of this take on his unique corner of the universe. But alas, his time has passed. I am saddened to not hear more of his illuminated and graceful words, but I am thankful for that fisherman's sage words and human voice. And I will, when I look up at the sky at night, I shall look up to see the constellations of the fishermen, ever thankful for the depths of his words and his kind voice. And that is the fisherman. And I'm just trying to remember which, because I think that that is based on a constellation, but I can't remember, can't recall which one at this time. It's one of those one. It's one of those things where I had just come across it at one point and I wrote about it, but I forgot to make a footnote about, you know, which exact thing that it was, so. Hmm. I don't hmm. know. <laughs> I don't know. Just like you don't know Jan Matejko, right? I'm trying to figure it out for you, but I've got no clue. <laughs> I get that. <laughs> yeah. The constellation of Jan Matejko. <laughs> Smart ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Tell everyone how to find you, love. Uh, I can be found at Robbie's Multimedia Poetry on uh, Facebook. And there you'll see all the links to my other things. And then uh, Noreen had mentioned uh, that I can be found on her interview there. 
and the information on all that was going to be on her Facebook there. And uh, so I have it all set up now. Like I, I, I said, like I bra- broke out my uh, my mics that I've been collecting dust, so I'm better equipped. I got a, one even better than the one I'm speaking into now, but I just making sure to tweak a couple things on that. And then I also have like this uh, uh, curtains, like a decorative curtain backdrop that I got because <laughs> I have a a better mic now and I don't want every, it's got a wide field of view. I don't want everybody to see my kitchenette while I'm talking to them. <laughs> my messy kitchenette. There's some things that are just a little too real, you know, or a little too like, okay. You know, and they, they would be seeing my, my day bed too, because, or my bed, because, because yeah, it's uh, I, I just have one room as an apartment, right? It's like a studio a thing. Studio. So yeah. yeah, they don't need to see my bed. <laughs> Depends what kind of video you're making. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I'm not making that kind of video, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Robbie, great job tonight, honey. Thank you. I'm glad you were able to call back in and get your mic working. Yeah, thanks. Um, next week, I'll try to, I'll try that other one that's uh, even better, and uh, we'll see what happens. And I'm gonna listen to the archive to listen, to, <clears throat> listen to what this mic was like. So. Perfect. Anyways, do you uh, have? I'm having an issue with my line right now. Do you have another one you want to read while I type in some stuff to the tech? Uh oh. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'll do this one. And actually, this is uh, one that is good to read because I was thinking of the other Polish artist, which is like uh, he's. I can't remember his name right now, but he's got stuff straight out of nightmares. It's a, it's intriguing but scary art and this and this uh, poem is kind of not like that but it's kind of more diving into a existential darker side. So, flowers of the abyss presented to my mind's eye is a mysterious flower of the abyss. Abysmal, psychedelic, multidimensional. I do not know. This flower of abyss makes. My mind's eye squirt, squint, to try to solve the mystery of it. So it looks at it, turns it on one edge, says, ah, the flower of the abyss. I see its black petals pitch into the night, a night of decay, the ceasing of life's light. But I see an edge of psychedelic light as it peers around the corner, and my mind's eye wonders, Is this really the flower of the abyss? My mind's eye turns toward that shaft of life, light, and then it says, Ah, this is the flower of psychedelic light. Its colors are transfixing me, bringing to the planets of thought beyond my own. And I think I can feel myself stepping outside myself, outside my own soul's usually steady throne. But it does not seem satisfied with this. Is that light? It keeps playing upon my mind's eye in the strangest ways. I see what seems to be other dimensions when I look edge on upon the shafts of psychedelic light. And my mind's eye says, ah, that is a multidimensional flower. It brings out the coordinates of other dimensions to my mind. Pitch and yaw of music. Y and Z axis of coordinates of poetry. This is a multidimensional flower of art. 
where all of art's dimensions are indexed and appendicized for me, laid out for all to peruse as I seek out all forms of art with these coordinates now brought forth before my mind's eye. Then the realization comes that this flower is all of this. It is the flower of the abyss. For it is the abyss that dissolves all conventional identity, all conventional ideology, and it lets me peer into the psychedelic modality of art, its multidimensional facets that now lay revealed before my mind's eye. And <laughs> I see a note on here that I have no idea what it's... I won't even read it. <laughs> It must, it must have been something my Finnish friend said to me. It was like, why is that? Why is that note there on the? It's amazing the notes you find that on your, on your poetry. You're like, part of my language, but you look at that and you're like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Anyways, that was Flower of the Abyss. Another poem that I had no idea that it was as long as it was. <laughs> it wasn't too long. That was that was perfect. It was long for me to read. Is a very unconventional rhyme scheme and and everything. And it's just like, oh man, this is like this is like big bench presses for my brain right now. <laughs> my brain hurt. <laughs> ouchie, ouchie. Yeah. So how what's uh, how's tech with you right now? <laughs> I'm I'm good. I think I'm okay. Good. You I'm just trying to see it. I'm trying to see if I have lines coming in right oh, okay. now. <laughs> Read one more for me. <laughs> one more. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm gonna have to pick one that isn't so brain ouchy if I can. But <laughs> that's the thing. I can't read these things ahead of time, so I don't know what. Uh. I have to reopen all my stuff here. Uh, da, 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 da. Put in my little folder here. Ah, I dream of satellites. Okay, this one's for my my friend out there who has a musical piece about that. It's a fascinating music piece it's kind of spoken word too and has kind of the idea of what would it be that a satellite would dream and uh i came upon that and i was like whoa i wrote a poem about that once wow cool anyways i dream of satellites i dream of satellites as their mysterious orbits intersect with my thoughts ellipses of cosmic engrams transmitting in me speaking to both the venus and mars of my soul i dream of these satellites in daydreams at day, and I look upon them at night as I wander upon them, wishing I could wander as they do, as they careen through the inky void of space. What a dream is the dream of satellites, as they make the music of the spheres in minor keys, as their orbits intersect with each other, tugging at my soul as the moon does tug at the sea each night. I want this dream to be mine forevermore, as scores and scores of dreams they pockmark my mind, oceans of thought in my soul as numerous as the marina found upon them, those wanderers of the night that cross into the parallax of my vision, 
leading both my mind and soul so utterly refined. I hope to impart this dream to everyone, this dream of mysterious bodies that hold the history, the record of existence upon their bare and rocky skins. And as I look upon them now, I ask you, O fellow traveler, O fellow wanderer, what is it that satellites dream? And that is a dream of satellites, which wasn't inspired by, but was uh, kind of uh, synced up in a neat way to uh, my friend's uh, own piece. So, <laughs> so, and while you're talking, I might as well say, so yeah, the, Tuesday the 26th, July 26th, is my interview with Noreen. So that's I'm Noreen. so excited about that. <laughs> Thank you. So that's with Noreen Snyder, and uh, it's going to be under uh, Have a Chat with Noreen. I think that's how, that's I think that's that's what it was called, Have a Chat with Noreen. And uh, so it feels cool to be um, after Star. I thought that was kind of appropriate, and uh, we had either way it would have happened because we had switched places. So it was it was meant to be because even if we didn't switch places, one of us would have been after the other. So, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm excited. Aligned. I'm <laughs> excited for you. It's going to be amazing, and uh, I look forward to listening to it, hon. No thanks. You're welcome. You are welcome. All right, and we will talk to you next week. Uh, I I can't remember right now because <laughs> I I I don't like I can't remember what my work schedule is right now. So I may he may be here, I may not. <laughs> I hope so. Mm-hmm. All right, sweetie, I'll talk to you then. Thank you. No, okay. Bye bye. Great job. Thank you for filling in for me for a little bit. <laughs> you bet. <laughs> my hand strained from holding the mic up. I don't have a stand for it yet. I, I am so now. sorry. Please forgive me. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good night. All right, Robbie. Thanks. Bye. Okay, so we are having some issues with our lines right now. I'm going to take a minute real quick and re-go over some information so you have it if you weren't here at the beginning of the show. I'm going to give you our prompts for this week, our poetry prompts. And... Um, the, you can come back to the first part of the show once we go into the archives and listen to. We have three different activities all involving these 15 prompts that I'm going to give you right now. And so you can come back and listen to the first of the show and kind of get an idea what those projects are. You can also find out what we're doing with our Blackout Poetry. It is our summer activity. There are prizes involved. So get your blackout poetry done and get them posted on my page because right now Annie is winning. (laughs) She's the only person who's posted there so far. If you don't want to post it on my page, you can message it to me in Messenger. All right, and that will count too. So these are your 12. I'm talking like Captain Kirk. These are your 12 tonight. I don't know why I was doing that. Anyway, one, memory box. Two, it all started with that paper coffee cup. Three, where the scariest creatures live. Number four, dizzy 
lights. Number five, invisible in plain sight. Six, it was on the last day of the fair. Seven, it's not just the city that never sleeps. Eight, I think he was a member of the Elks Lodge. Nine, fierce little cat. Ten, the same words over and over. Eleven, kite with no string. Twelve, like a scene from an old black and white movie. Thirteen, faded blue ribbon. Fourteen, started taking the long way home. And fifteen, where no one ever goes. So those are your prompts. Come back, listen to the archive, get the... Get the activities you'll be doing with those prompts. And I think that's it for the night, you guys. It's been a fantastic evening. I want to thank all of you, both callers and listeners, for being here tonight. And I look forward to talking to you guys next week. I'm going to close out the show with, uh, by, with a piece from Miss uh, Epiphany Castro. It's called Not a Love Poem. We will talk to you next week, you guys. Thank you. Preserving the former memory of what used to be so that you shall not forget what you used to be before him. You will wait 
by a shore with no end. Anointment will come. Patience. 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 And so, I pondered, is this what it feels like? Is this what it will always feel like? A foreign stinging inside I do not recognize. Surely this has invaded my spirit, my heart, my body, my soul, screaming to unfold, begging to behold with every sense I have in me. The vision of he whom I was told is my destiny, my love, my greatest of love. My love that scorched my dreams. My love I could taste in my sleep. Silence. And then, words spoken. He is already there. Open your eyes. So I did. And he was right next to me. So, this is not a love poem. This is an already loved poem.